Hello and welcome to episode 177 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? It's good man, good man. Another year in the history books. Oh, it's great to finally be here. We've been teasing this show for a very long time at this it's point. It's the big one. Yes, it's finally here. It feels weird. It's like, oh, what what crappy movie are we going to have to talk about this week? No, we get to talk about awesome stuff, um, oh, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, been buzzed for this one. It's been one hell of a year for horror. Oh, yeah. Like, I cannot wait to get into this because, yeah, just throughout the whole year, it's been a crazy, crazy year to cover for the show. Um, and we have so much to go over. For people who have never listened to one of these sort of annual um, best of shows before, um, we're going to start with our top 10. Um, which is the main bulk of this, of course, um, our personal top 10 horror movies of 2019. Um, the official Super Horror Bros top 10. Yes, which I'm sure will be very contentious. And um, Always is. Then we're going to go, uh, after that, we're going to do our awards. Um, we give our eight uh, individual awards for uh, this as well, um, and we'll get into all that good stuff. And then to end the show um, this year, we're going to be going over some listener picks. Um, mm. Of course, we've been asking you guys to send them in, and we have got quite a few, actually, from you guys. Um, so that's pretty awesome to go over those. Some are lists, some are just a couple of movies that you guys enjoyed as well. Um so yeah, that's all good stuff. Gonna be the format, obviously slightly different to a regular show. Um, and this is traditionally quite a long show as well. So we'll see how yeah, it goes. Strapping guys, strapping guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've, got, we... we've got our caffeinated drinks. Yes. I've got, you know, I've got some alcohol if the, if the evening goes that way. We're <laughs> yeah. just going to see where this takes us. Yeah, you might want to crack open a cold one now. Um, but uh, yeah, before we get into our top 10, we've got, I've got some stats for you. you oh, I love stats? a stat. Oh, I love a stat. <laughs> so, are they super horror bro stats? They are indeed. Oh, I with love our show in 2019 um so to kick things off how many new films did we of course discuss in 2019 um obviously 2016 we started and we did a lot of stuff that wasn't horror as well um <laughs> so we ended up covering 27 horror movies in 2016 um and we did I mean, do a top 10 mid, that year we started mid-year man like yeah you we know, started like march um and obviously we did do like some superhero stuff and some other stuff that we just wouldn't do nowadays um of course we still like that stuff we just wouldn't do a show on it um and uh, so yeah 27 in our first year um 37 in 2017 and then last year was when we really kicked it up a notch and we did 52 new films Ooh. um and yeah this year we have in fact beat that which is pretty insane um and yeah coming in hot we actually beat it by one film um, so we gotta do man so we gotta do <laughs> yeah yeah we're setting the bar so high now where it's yeah. like i feel like around 50 is good um and now it's like oh man are we really gonna beat 53 next year um but we shall see um and yeah that is just horror movies of course we did also cover um once upon a time in hollywood which we did a show on um yeah we, we also did some had TV stuff yes we had three different episodes covering tv <clears> shows <throat> um we also did of course uh, an interview with the great uh, richard brake um and we also yeah. did a spoiler cast for free from hell um yeah definitely my highlight of the year was just all of that three from hell hype yeah you know the the richard Brake stuff the the early episode the spoiler cast like it was mm -hmm. all good stuff it was something a bit different um and yeah it was super fun 
Yeah, it was great to do something special for that because it needed to be. We couldn't just do like yeah. a regular spoiler-free show and then move on to something else, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it needed to happen. Um, it's what the yeah. listeners wanted as well. Yes. Anyone that, <laughs> you know, so many people have picked up our podcast because of mm. kind of the Rob Zombie hype from years gone by. So I felt like it was only right to do this film justice, and I, I, I yes. believe we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, that is uh, 50 shows in total, obviously not including this one either. So 51 overall for the year. Um, and yeah, considering we also had a lost show that, um, no one ever got to listen to, um, which was <laughs> the times. night eats the world, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, which, I saw uh, that movie twice as well. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just to rub it in. Yeah. Maybe we should do it in January and you can watch it for a third time and see if your opinion's changed. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, it's a zombie movie. I mean, post-apocalyptic zombie movie. I'm dying yeah. for watching it again. I mean, it's probably in your top 10. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's probably in this list. <laughs> I'm editing it as we speak. <laughs> Damn it. Should have given yeah. you access to that doc. Um <laughs> But yeah, I've so just changed one to ten to upgrade. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously that is one a week, which is pretty insane that we've kept to that. Um, and as far as the movies break down, um, it's kind of interesting that we did seventeen cinema releases, um, which is quite higher. a lot. Sorry, <laughs> I thought it'd be higher. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, it's it's a weird one because obviously, um, and then obviously ten at Fright Fest as well, which obviously adds. Ah, yeah, up. there you go. There so twenty seven on the big screen, um, which is yeah, pretty much half. Um, and then yeah, five Netflix originals as they were, um, and then obviously really? twenty one kind of digital only releases. So kind of if you add the Netflix stuff as well, the split is kind of twenty seven on the big screen, twenty six at home, as it were. Um, mm. So, yeah, pretty much 50-50, which is surprising. Obviously, Fright Fest does bump up that number a lot. Um, But I'm still shocked that we went to the cinema like one and a half times a month for horror releases. Um, Yeah, true. But, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, yeah, that's that's it for the stats for now. Good stats, man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we've gone hard this year. I hope the listeners have enjoyed it. And we've got one more. You know, we've got one more in it. Yeah, and this is going to be the, the big one. It's always building up to this one. So, yeah, we're just going to dive right in. Um, here Let's are our top 10 horror movies of 2019. So yeah, sort of um, obviously kicking things off for the list, you have to have some honourable mentions. <laughs> you do indeed. You do because... indeed. And this year, this year, my God, we needed some honourable mentions because it was mm. tough. Yeah, there's been a, a last few years where there's always been like one, I feel like, where mm-hmm. um, I remember when Revenge didn't make the top 10, it was a tough one. Last year, Hereditary. Yeah. Um, so it's whereas this year, like you say, I think there's at least three or four movies where I'm like, my God, I can't believe these didn't end up in. Our yeah, there's 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 three for me in particular where I was just like, oh, how did they not make it? Yeah. Um, and I, so starting with I'm just <clears> going to pick one to start with um, is Joker. Mm. Um rather surprisingly because we both really really like this movie um and as we, we said did. at the time i think that it it, it does ca- contain enough that that ticks those boxes for a horror audience um yeah. you know it's always going to be that stupid debate and i it's in you know i've said before where like the genre stuff isn't too important to me i think it's a nice way to describe a movie at times and obviously as someone who does a horror movie based show it's an easy way to say bro like we we, (laughs) yeah like you say it's an easy way out there but i think overall genres aren't that important yeah yeah definitely i'll Um, watch anything yeah exactly like it's a good way to tell you what it's kind of going to be like but ultimately Mm -hmm. like yeah if it's a good film it's a good film um and yeah joker is an incredible film um 
that really was a surprise for horror fans i think where we didn't really expect that so much going in we were coming at it more from being like the superhero fans um and so we already see a lot of the dc and marvel stuff anyway and so for this to deliver so much on the horror front as well um was a huge like massive film for us wasn't it it was a really good one it was it was incredible i think the reason why it probably didn't uh breach the top 10 is just because it's such an uncomfortable watch Mm. And it's you have to be mentally prepared for what you're about to go through with it. Yeah. And ultimately, there were just so many movies that are just pure entertainment that that kind of, you know, um, kind of got the nod ahead on the list. Um, mm. Because, yeah, Joker is not a movie that um, I'm going to be watching tons of times. But my God, don't I respect it? Yeah, it's so impactful that I wouldn't even mm. want to because it's one of those ones that I'm really going to want to mm. sit down and really properly take in because I haven't rewatched it. Um, no. A lot of these movies I have watched at least a couple of times now, but this is one yeah. that I'm like, had that one cinema experience and it was so strong. And when I'm ready, I'm sure I will re- enjoy it on a rewatch. Um, but yeah, Definitely. what else? What else is there for the honorable mentions? Oh, it's a sad one for me. It's a sad <laughs> one for me. And this was a late cut. Yeah, this was a late, late cut. And this is <laughs> Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm. Oh, I can't believe it's not made the top 10. I love <laughs> this goddamn movie. I watched it at a weekend and um, it's amazing. It's hilarious. It's just exactly what I want. It's so cheesy. It's so um, it's a it's a proper Christmas movie you know, that that gives you that Christmas vibes. It gives me the horror movie. It gives me these cheesy songs like I love me a musical apparently. And uh, <laughs> this, yeah, this movie just delivered for me. It's great. It's, it's going to be on my list of Christmas movies to pick up. Um, and yeah, watched it in February and it was awesome. Uh, mm. Whenever we, whenever we covered it for the show and watched it in December and it was even better. So yeah. Yeah, that movie's such a blast. Um, and I think that it's it takes a lot of the boxes for a lot of stuff that has really been lacking for us for the show, mm-hmm. where like the indie releases a lot of the times can be yeah. very varied, and especially the ones that have a lot of humor as well. And for some Oh like my this, God, this uh, thing made me laugh, laugh out loud the second watch. Yeah. Like a couple of the jokes landed the second time around. And like the songs are still funny as well, which is yeah, crazy because like when it comes to that sort of stuff, it could become like, oh yeah, you've already heard the jokes in the songs yeah. the first time and they wouldn't be as Definitely. enjoyable. Um, but they continue to be great. And so, yeah, this was a, this was an awesome movie that I think yeah. is is one that's going to fly under the radar. So I'm glad we're giving it its due because I think people need to check it out, especially because it came out so early on in the year as well. When like now is, like you say, the exact time to be listening to um, to be watching this movie. Um, mm. Yeah, if you want like a, a fun movie to throw on over the Christmas period, highly recommend Anna and Definitely. the Apocalypse. Definitely. Um, yeah, next up on the mentions is Haunt, um, which we got to see at Fright Fest um, and obviously had a limited release afterwards. And again, I- I'm really shocked that this didn't make my top 10. Obviously, it was my second favorite movie um, mm. that I saw at the festival. And yeah. um, it just delivered on this simple premise of like a fun, good time slasher. And I think we really have been lacking that for the show, um, even a lot of the big releases. And you don't really see it so much with the indie stuff either. Um, but a lot of the big releases, even pulling back to Halloween and some other stuff. And, and, and again, I don't want to focus on the negative here, but I think that Haunt really delivered on what I think has been lacking in so many of those movies. Yeah. Um, where it just had really good kills, really memorable villains, um, a really cool setup. I loved like the Haunted House vibe again, something that we've yeah. seen in a lot of movies. But it, I think it this was leaned into its concept and it delivered on it, which, yeah. you know, a couple of times we've said that they've got this concept and they don't. They don't commit or they don't understand what they're trying to deliver. But these mm. guys did everything. You know, they yeah. they they nailed the concept and they delivered on it. 
yeah and it didn't overstay its welcome either it was a great little movie for the runtime as well um and again highly yeah. recommend it it's one of those ones Definitely. that again didn't probably get the like c- considering the amount of movies obviously we were lucky we got to see it on a big screen but i don't think it really got a theatrical release in the uk anyway maybe like mm. a one week you know showing yeah um, i don't think it did this, not not yeah. like not not across like national but. like this movie deserved better i think on a halloween Definitely. night especially obviously we did have dr sleep on halloween yeah. this year but i think on yeah. a halloween night this could have done really well um, oh yeah i can't wait to give it a rewatch around halloween it's definitely gonna be one one around that time yeah um, for sure and yeah uh, i'm i'm gonna be controversial now and i'm just gonna smash out these last few so we can get into our top 10 <laughs> like i don't like well, is there know, a, what else what else do you feel like mentioning at this point well, i think i think well the only other things i was gonna say was serial killer's guide to life was kind mm. of this really fun um you know indie movie kind of um along like barge people as well there were all these sorts of movies that years gone by would have been getting into our top 10s and they're mm. really good movies it's just this year has been incredibly strong so it's kind of movies like that you know come to daddy perfection they were all floating around and most years they would have got there and you know it just shows how much of a strong year it's been but um, yeah i can't wait anymore man like we need to, well, we need to talk like some horror give a quick shout out to the perfection um mm-hmm. i think that that's a really good movie and i think that netflix did have a very weak year when it came to the movies for yeah, us in it was the genre. Their strongest, wasn't it? and yeah like there isn't any netflix movies that feature on this list and that might mm-hmm. be a first actually i'll have to look back at the other list but obviously w- with like the mike flanagan influence of the last few years and obviously his transition into the into the cinema uh, space means that netflix uh, don't get in this year um <laughs> But uh, yeah, like I really enjoyed The Perfection. It was a great pickup at the start of the year. Like it got the festival buzz and they kind of immediately put it on the servers, which I really like about Netflix. One of my complaints about Shudder, it is a small complaint, but I remember when they pick up a few movies and then you do have to wait a while sometimes. Yeah, there's like this release schedule, you know, they're trying to kind of maximize their content Mm. because they don't have this breadth of content like Netflix does. Yeah, whereas The Perfection um, needed that because had I known anything about it going in, it would have spoiled any of the experience. Like I literally knew nothing and that is how you should experience this movie like if you're still listening at this point and you don't know anything about it throw it on on netflix because i think it's really really good definitely um but definitely. yeah but we can't off. we can't delay anymore bro. no kicking off number i mean do you want to do you want to say this one or shall i uh, you got this bro right you, okay, I, can tell, I can tell you buzzed you, you've <laughs> got your you got your caffeine you want to go let's, yeah. let's do this well number 10 kicking it off and who would have thought this my god it, you know when we were talking about our upcoming movies at the start of this year um i don't we, think we did not want to cover this. this movie yeah like we begrudgingly saw this movie because we felt like we needed to because it was a big release and it surprised the hell out of us what is it bro it's child's play the 2019 what? remake yes after all the shit talking that we had <laughs> um and yeah like like you said genuinely we didn't even want this movie to exist and um for, yeah. for, all, for the obvious reasons not to try and get into the whole backstory but yeah no. it, was, it came from a from a bad place to say the least and obviously yeah. we wanted to judge the movie fairly anyway because it wasn't the cast or crew or anyone actually involved in the movie that was coming from the bad place it was it was merely the distributors and production companies and all that bullshit um but actually getting to sit down watch the movie and experience it it's a hell of a fun time um i've recently rewatched it for the first time actually in the past week or so mm-hmm. um after the cinema and just had a blast with it it's so much fun um it really did feel like a throwback again re-watching it where i was like yeah wow this doesn't feel like a lot of movies that are coming out nowadays that are trying to do a lot of things like it really is stripping that back and i know it has a lot of the 
technological stuff, which I really, really liked, actually. Um, if you take away, like, the technology, yeah. this movie could have been released, like, 20, 30 years ago. It, it really um, could. And it, it really, like, we, we see a lot of these remakes and this sort of thing that tries to modernize an old franchise. Mm. Whereas this just really said, no, this is a complete throwback. And, and it, it delivered so much. And, you know, the reimagined Chucky um, first glance looked odd. Mm. but it delivered a completely different dynamic kind of being able to be more expressive and especially with a voice like you know mark hamill behind it as well mm. kind of you know the two blended together perfectly and it yeah i can't believe we're sitting here at year end you know talking about this movie in the way we are but you know it just goes to show that you get you know passionate people making um you know things you know giving it their all and getting the right people behind it and you know it, it can deliver and it certainly did it completely surprised us for sure and i think uh we've spoken a lot about a lot of movies recently that have taken like the pg-13 route and mm -hmm. the easy way out and i think with child's play especially like it's such a big brand that i'm surprised yeah. they didn't want to get this in front of as many eyeballs as possible but re-watching yeah. it like it's surprisingly gory and violent it's um, brutal yeah and it's i love it like i think it really really adds to it it adds to the humor it adds to the tension the performances are great i remember re-watching it the, the kid who plays the new andy is so good in the movie i think he's yeah. absolutely brilliant um and he, that is a hard role as well because he's a lot of the times he is just talking to the doll and we yeah. know that kind of mark came in late to the project so it wasn't like original child's play when they already record brad's lines and then play them obviously on it was on set. Uh um so he pretty much had nothing to react to and he was still able to do such a good job um Definitely. And like you say mark hamill really added to this experience as well i think overall i still would have liked this movie because i still think it's directed really well and the score yeah. in particular is exceptional um the whole like buddy theme that they created and how oh, they keep dropping God, that in yeah. throughout um is really really awesome and yeah this is just a, I, like i'm had, really happy this ended up on the list because yeah. it really it had some laughs do you know what i mean it had yeah. some laughs it had some real scares it had some real gore like it really delivered i think it was a clever choice to age the was he called andy in this or he is he, yeah and he is oh, a lot okay. older, yeah. yeah they've aged you know they made him they made him older and i think that works really well for the dynamic mm. um because it just does, you know, and it just shows what they were going th for in in theme, and it, and yeah, they, they they smashed it. This this, you know, thoroughly deserves a list in our top uh, our um, ranking in our top ten. For and, sure. Uh, time to move on. Yes. <laughs> time to um, move on to another big release of the year, then. Yeah, this was a uh, very exciting one. One, like you say, what this was one of the first big movies that we covered of 2019. Yeah, um, it was the first. I guess it was the first kind of um, big, big one of the year. Uh, hmm. You know, and we were obviously super pumped for it. And then, uh, you know, wasn't sure what, what you know could could such a weird premise deliver, and it 100% did. Hmm. Um, and yeah, making our number nine spot is Glass. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. M Night delivering. <laughs> I'm so happy this movie. Um, yeah, I'm so happy that it delivered. You know, this mm. movie, obviously, um, primarily, well, a sequel to to Split and Unbreakable. You know, movies twenty years apart, mm. and suddenly, you know, the worlds get mashed together into this kind of complete in the the most insane trilogy I can think of. Um, and you know, the big question was, can these worlds deliver can um uh can bruce willis and kind of samuel L. jackson kind of embody those characters again you know we 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 um we we knew kind of what we were going to get from split um but what were we going to get from everyone else and um 
it com- it completely delivered and obviously McAvoy um you know we completely rightly so praised his performance in split mm. and kind of what he did and although this was the you know it was the same character he he gave a probably a better performance in this than mm. you know potentially in split just because he he had to do so many different um uh kind of characters in quick succession quick cuts and just the physicality of it all as well it was split was much more kind of slower pace and everything else but this was a completely different kettle of fish and he just smashed it out of the park i think it um you know it's one of those when you're watching it you're just kind of enamored about what's going on and you're just like how is this world being created like it just doesn't make sense but then when you're watching it it makes perfect sense yeah um and yeah just just hats off to m night for um you know delivering on his craziest kind of premise and this vision like i wonder how long this was like a a vision in his mind like when mm. did you know he think this would be a trilogy you know when he was making split was it always in his mind that these worlds were blending like well the horde uh, from split was originally in unbreakable in the first right okay yeah that makes sense because it it really like it's amazing when when it all unfolds and kind of Mm. we we hear more about uh kind of mr glasses kind of uh plan as, as it were and everything and like as that all unfolds you're just like my god like how did this it's kind of like one of these old school kind of saw reveals but it's like a 20 year reveal yeah <laughs> or an m night reveal i guess yeah um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just i'm so happy this is here man i absolutely adored this movie so so much I, like when you talk about the cinema experiences that just make you feel so goddamn happy on the way out this was like one of the best i had of the entire year and mm-hmm. um just sitting down watching the entire movie being enthralled with every single sequence um even though there are long sequences of people genuinely just talking i found them to be so entertaining and enthralling mm-hmm. um like i say loved all of the performances and i think this is the most unlikely film of the year to be a success because i still don't know how he'd done it um it's mental that he managed to tie these two completely different and crazy movies um together one so recent and one so old and 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 for it to be so effective um and i'm so happy we've got to see this m night renaissance because he started his career so strongly and i was such a huge fan of him for a very long time and then he really did drop off to the point where i stopped watching a lot of those movies in the middle of his career yeah definitely i still picked up a couple of them yeah they weren't even premises that looked remotely interesting Mm. to me and and i was like oh okay and then obviously he came back with was it the visit it was called the visit, um, yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, it was it was so huge, and then obviously going into Split and now Glass. Like, I think he's on a tear right now, and mm. I'm so cannot wait for his next couple of projects that they've already announced. Um, yeah, well, he's just got this TV show that's come out, hasn't he? Yes, well, he has. But, yeah, but, um, is kind of like a weird Apple thing. Yeah, it's an Apple uh, Plus <clears throat> show, and it's kind <clears throat> of I think he's directed the pilot, and then has you know slight involvement yeah, throughout sense. the TV show. So yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out because yeah, I'm just a huge fan of his and. This was an awesome movie. Like it's Definitely. it's obviously not that it's probably the least horror on the entire list. Um, yeah, but overall, <clears throat> definitely one of my most enjoyable experiences. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, going into number eight, um, and it is in fact a fright fest movie. Um, fright fest never ends, man. It yes. never ends. Um, so it will be no surprise if you've listened to our fright fest coverage that this was both our favorite movie of the festival mm-hmm. by far. <laughs> yeah, um, and that was Freaks um 
which yeah if you haven't already seen this movie it is so so special um an independent or independent movie um it's you know a lot of sci-fi in this one as well um but it's yeah. still very horror especially in this opening act i would say mm-hmm. um before it goes into the more sci-fi focused stuff um but like such a crazy concept that like immediately within two minutes and we talk about this a lot with wasted time and pacing within two minutes of this movie starting i'm immediately i know i understand the world i understand the motivation of our main character and i've and i'm fascinated to know what the hell's going on in this universe um similar to the quiet place really when you think about that opening scene and it sets yeah. up all of that stuff it sets up motivation world building everything um and of course that movie does it with no dialogue which is insane um yeah. but this one does it straight away with just a father and a daughter talking to each other in a house that's the movie yeah and, and it really does like in capture kind of that just sense of what what is this what is going on like you mm. understand the world and you understand what they've set up but you're just like what is going down right now and how is this going to play out and i just remember being like you know more than anything for fright fest hence why it's you know making this list is that i was just like enamored i was just like mm. where, where is this movie going and just everything that started to unpack i was just like completely on board and into yeah um yeah it was so along for the journey I, I was definitely on the edge of my seat for this entire movie oh yeah this is this has got some insane tension in it that you really like because you're so emotionally attached to the character straight away mm-hmm. and so like all of the sequences of danger or suspense i think hit massively and i was really nervous watching yeah. this whole movie um for an independent movie as well to have such good special effects was yeah. insane i think as well um and yeah just overall man like again probably more sci-fi but it's, it's kind of irrelevant but i just think this yeah. movie is really really special and it's an indie movie that not many people will have seen and definitely have to check this one out oh yeah and shout out to our lead actress as well kind of Lexi oh yeah because she was just you know this, this is her first movie she yeah. was just kind of just you know and and she is the lead of this film and mm. you know with you know an independent independent movie having a very young child actor mm. as the lead is one hell of a gamble yeah and um they absolutely smashed the cast in and she absolutely smashed the role um and it was it was incredible to see um yeah. it it was probably you know one of the most emotional movies for me throughout the whole year mm. kind of this this thread of kind of parenthood and kind of protecting your child at all costs um it really got to me and um it really stayed with me you know uh, when we when we go to fright fest we see a lot of movies in a very short space mm. of time and you have to train your brain to move on yeah um i couldn't after freaks <laughs> you know it, it kept on my mind and you know it, it was almost lucky really that the couple we saw after it i i could kind of like get through and still have freaks in my mind yeah. because like it, it just it just absolutely knocked me for six it was incredible yeah for sure um I, I agree with you the performance of lexi as well where it's one of those ones where the second you see it you're like right pinpoint this one moment because yeah People we'll be will, seeing her again. Yeah, like she is 100% going to be a star regardless of what she ends up being and it's going to be the one breakout thing as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's no way this sort of talent, like I hope not anyway because it would be an absolute travesty if this talent goes unused. But yeah, she is just incredible. Um, Definitely. But yeah, Definitely. Should we, what's, what's the next one on the list? Number seven, man. Number seven. I mean, technically Fright Fest never ends still. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie was kind of the breakout hit of Fright Fest 2018. Yeah. Um, however, we didn't get to see it then, unfortunately. Um, mm. And it got its um, lovely uh, Blu-ray release in 
2019, and mm. here it is on our list. It's the one and only One Cut of the Dead. Mm. What a movie, man. Like, yeah. this this movie had all the hype in the world. Um, we We put this Blu-ray on, and five or ten minutes into it, I honestly thought we'd been trolled because the movie <laughs> itself tricks you. It it's so confident in its ability, it it makes you think it's rubbish. Mm. Like it's like, and then it's like, no, we're we're gonna wow you. Like that's how confident they are, and that takes balls. Yeah. Like to 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 make the start of your movie do that to someone because it knows by the end of it, you'll just have the biggest smile on your face. And um, this movie is just incredible. You you you're going through it, and it's just it kind of it's almost like. Um, you're just peeling back these layers and it's just this such an in-depth kind of concept. And then, and then they add another concept to it and they'll add another one. And if you mm. delve into the special features and the behind the scenes things, which we did, you, you get an even extra element to it. And it's just, I don't know how they made this movie. No. I don't know how they pulled it off. <laughs> and it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, the, the, the concept itself, if you've not come across it is kind of, what, what is it like a 20 odd minute uh yeah it's supposed to be yeah one take yeah. zombie movie yeah and so you know that is the original kind of setup that you see but then as the movie progresses you actually strip back and kind of find out the cogs of it and what the hell is actually going on and it's mm. just it was just an incredible journey this thing that um yeah, honestly, watching the making of and they were kind of like when they were like mind mapping it and, and storyboarding it, I was just like, what what are these people like? How have they come up with this? And mm-hmm. and and then how did they execute it? I, I mm-hmm. love it. I love everything about it. It's just like it's a win yeah. for, for life, really. It, it reminds me quite a bit of Hardcore Henry. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say in that. The, in that you're just like, how did you crazy people come up with this idea? And mm-hmm. then how are you talented enough to pull it off as well? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a must see for people that love filmmaking and and love kind of you know that that deep dive behind it and and definitely check out the special features on this. Yeah, they really make this movie even better, like you say. But yeah, I've I've not been so dumbfounded by a movie since Hardcore Henry than when we watched this, where mm. you watch it and you see the director and that, and you're just like you realize that we're not all the same. Like our brains are not the same because I don't understand how there are people living among us that can come up with such insane, crazy (laughs) concepts. And not only that, because, but then to translate it so perfectly and, and to make this piece of art and that works so well, Mm. um, I'm kind of blown away by it. And like you say, like this movie has so many concepts where kind of not fair that one person is that talented. No, it's really give, give a bit Um, for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you say, you know, you see these concepts that are in place and you're like, mm. right. Okay. Those two, that's enough. And that's a good enough idea. But this guy was like, no, 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 here's another one. And here's another one. And here's another one. And it just keeps adding and adding mm. and adding. And to the point where like, you're almost exhausted by the end of it because you're like, yeah. man, I don't even know what was the most impressive thing about this movie. Like there's so mm. much going on and he's done so much with this one concept that really it's the beautiful thing about like the best part of independent filmmaking really, where it's like, you came up with this one concept and he has pulled everything out of this like i'm watching this yeah. movie and i don't there isn't a second of wasted energy or screen time where i'm like <clears> oh maybe <throat> he could have done this or done that or oh why didn't they extrapolate on that idea it's like no yeah. he got everything he could from every single idea 
Um, and I'm so happy this movie was the breakout hit. And again, I don't know what he does after this. No, I really hope that he's a guy that we see more of in the future. Um, because like I think it was like a, a debut feature as well. And, f- and for him to do this is just he's so yeah. Because obviously talented. with with hard with hardcore Henry, the guys behind that have got so many other kind of interests and, yeah, he's got and avenues and everything else yeah like you know but with this guy we we know that he's gonna hopefully mm. you know get another movie out there and i hope he stays in the genre and just yeah does some more batshit crazy stuff oh yeah for sure um and yeah Good this times. is on shudder now and it's a bit it's been on mm. a few other stuff so hopefully people have checked this one out yeah. um but yeah that's quite a few like a few little independent movies so far yeah um and next up is the, big? Absolute, <laughs> the absolute opposite of that <laughs> <laughs> the biggest horror movie of the year um certainly in terms of budget anyway um yep. and yeah the sequel in fact to our number one movie of 2017 um, my god so yeah coming in at what a year six, 2019 has been <laughs> yeah like the fact that this movie doesn't make a top five is insane um but yeah it is it chapter two um and again like we said in our review at the time this was such a exciting um kind of exit from the cinema as it were where mm. i just i felt so pleased with what i'd seen um where they delivered you know there was like there was two years of anticipation for this um a lot of talk especially from myself where i'd I'd said you know i had (laughs) lower expectations going in because i knew that at least in my own opinion uh reading the book that i don't find the adult side of the story as interesting as the children um and even though i knew that we had an amazing cast on paper for the adults i think that the 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 child cast was like so above and beyond what we could have ever imagined that i was like how are they going to recapture that energy um and they did it like they literally done it somehow um Mm. you know this movie is like what over three hours long yeah um and i i don't think it's perfect like it's definitely not perfect and that's why it, it is where it is on the list where i think it's it gave us an amazing pennywise it gave us this big huge sprawling adventure there are so many amazing mm. like tricks um that he uses throughout and it really is like a box of tricks where they're just throwing loads of stuff at you constantly um there are scenes that i don't think work in the slightest and there are bits that i would cut there are bits that i would change um but ultimately, yeah. I think it's just it's such it's the sum of its parts. We have to look at it overall and be like, you know what, for what he was trying to achieve, the fact that 80 percent of it worked really, really well is is a win. You know, yeah. um, and I the, think that's what people need to focus on, because there were some negative reviews around in, yeah. surrounding this movie. And I think that, yeah, ultimately, there are bad things about this movie that you can harp on about. But like it delivers so, so much that like we've never seen in a horror movie before on this scale. Um, and that's what no, I'll that's take from thing. this movie. That's that's the thing that I take away from it. You know, you touched on a couple of points there. That the 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 book itself, um, I revisited after seeing part two, hmm. and kind of, um, you know, the adult stuff is so much slower, and yeah. there are so many very difficult things to put onto the big screen. And I thought they did a fantastic adaptation across the board, and completely delivered on it. And as you kind of touched upon, to the scale that they did, you know, we're not you know not not to downplay anything that we we talk about in this but we're talking about a lot of these movies that are a few million pounds and they're yeah. aimed to be smaller indie projects you know find a find a market on home video and on demand you know and this movie was aimed to like be anything at the box office you know it it was it was aiming to be the biggest gross in you know r-rated movie of all time that's yeah. that's what its sites were were at um so therefore, it's trying to capture not the people listening to this podcast. It's trying to capture a much bigger net. 
but it still delivered to us to the hardcore as well um because quite often these bigger releases do water themselves down and yeah. do not deliver um but you know pennywise was terrifying in this there were some real good kind of scenes with him like you say his boxer tricks some of the kills he does you know it, it's it's one of those where like one of our main criticisms was that we just wanted more and yeah. at the end of the day if a movie leaves you wanting more after it's, six hours it's del- yeah after six hours <laughs> it's delivered pretty solidly yeah you know yeah so yeah definitely. one hell of a time and yeah i think uh, to touch upon what you said as well where having now both read the book it's mm. there is so much in that stuff that's just we don't like as well yeah. um and so i think he did an amazing job of ad- mm. adapting it because i think that he took yeah. he took the best stuff and he also added a shit ton of originality mm-hmm. where there are some stories that are so strong that you really don't need to change them that much um yeah. whereas i think he did need to make a lot of changes and i think for the most part they work um definitely in in particular, you know, there's a lot of talk throughout the movie, kind of as Bill's character about like the ending of his mm. books, and it's, you know, it was it was very much a tongue in cheek reference. You know, King is very closely involved in this, but the mm. the ending of this movie is very different to the book, in terms of the tone and the way this movie leaves you. And having rewatched this movie, it leaves you just kind of emotional but satisfied and happy mm. with the conclusion, but also kind of you know aware of the journey and what's been lost along the way and it was just beautiful i really i thought the ending was you know those first those last sorry um few minutes were just absolutely beautiful and um just just left me in a real good place whereas you know and and it just shows like the adaptation was done so well to do that yeah um so yeah hats off to him i think you know for both movies now you know we've covered them extensively on the show they've they've listed massive you know massively well they've done in our year end and um you know fair play to everyone involved they did a great job yeah definitely and i think there's obviously there has been talk already of like a pennywise spin-off and Mm. that was kind of interesting when they first said it because i was like well you know that's not the story and and all that stuff but i think the more i think about it i'm like i'm kind of down for that because as we've said we want more i really trust this kind of writing and directing team of this film and i would like it that like okay we've told the story where this character was yeah originally created but we love pennywise so much and obviously they need bill first and foremost and if he signed on to be the lead of the movie that's that's Mm. you know that's the win there and leave the losers club and have it you know Derry is is you know the star and at any time place put it way in the past put it in the future anything like that but like i think they could do some stuff with that i know a lot of people might not like that as the kind of like the king purist but i i think there's something there where like I always think I back think to like what, what Peter Jackson's done with Lord of the Rings, where it's yeah. like he he still respects Tolkien, but there is so much about that that is specifically Jackson, and I kind of like that now. Where I'd want to see like this team's take on Pennywise, even though they're still going to be respectful to King's version of the character. I think um, so too, and and Pennywise has just become such an icon, yeah. you know, in 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 mainstream, but also in horror. You know, he's just the you know Bill's Pennywise is instantly recognizable now, and. Mm one of the faces in you know modern horror um so you know why close that door if they feel like they've got more legs with it and and like you say in particular obviously it only works if bill comes back yeah for sure but yeah um but yeah it's time for top top five bro we're (laughs) here believe we're here oh my god i can't i can't believe it and looking at this top five like is is a crazy top five we've had a strong year 
yeah this um, is insane. even already when you look at like the back five and our honorable yeah. mentions i'd be like oh yeah that's a list that was a great list right let's move yeah. on it's like no we still have five yeah we had five that we movies. spoke about honorable and then we'd be like okay it chapter two <laughs> did it did it again <laughs> yeah. guys but no we've got another we've got another five to go yes um and you yeah. guess what's left oh my god so this one kind of in at number five mm. this movie was something that we we learned about pretty pretty kind of close to it coming out and we got our hands on it and we're pretty excited but mm. it blew me away when we saw it. Yeah. it it's one of those things where i had to like stop and kind of take a breather and this movie just completely took me off guard for its brutality but the but just also just the the way that it told this story um and yeah it, it's uh lords of chaos mm. um somewhat based on true events what's the yes. little kicker they say at the start oh, oh. true flies and um oh, what is it true flies yeah. and something else yeah yeah but um and and what actually happened i think yeah is, what actually like happened that? something like yeah. that yeah and yeah lords of chaos man so it's kind of you know when this movie kicks off it's just one of those where you know we spoke you spoke about it with freaks where the opening credits roll and you're just instantly enamored by the performance and the world that you're in mm. and you instantly get it. You get the tone, you get what they're trying to bring and you get what this movie is fundamentally going to be. Um, not with any cheesiness, just with, you know, one guy talking to you for 30 seconds and then the movie just kicks off and it's just this fun kind of documentary style, almost kind of like, you know, the, you know he's given a commentary on what's going on and it's just it's just a fun opening and then the second we start to get into the crazy stuff with the band and kind of what they doing and when dead turns up um this movie goes from like being something that i was super interested in and kind of really interested in their portrayal to just honestly not knowing how to react to what i was seeing like the the kind of first half an hour of this movie will stick with me well beyond this year um it would make the top 10 for the first half an hour alone yeah um you know and then the movie still continues to just give you you know suddenly then you get this stripped back story of the aftermath of this event and you get introduced to kind of varg and all, the, all what's going on with that and suddenly you get this even deeper story that just ultimately ends in a place where i was just like jesus christ like what was this movie that we just watched like yeah. i honestly didn't think that um it would get like a mainstream release because i just thought my god it's so crazy i'm just happy that we've seen it and then lo and behold arrow pick it up and it's available to everyone yeah beautiful it was like i love this movie so much like you say we watched it on demand and um it kind of came out of nowhere mm. and we were blown away by it and then we had the opportunity to see it on the big screen um yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy we did that it was it was so incredible to re-watch it again on the big mm. screen and like you say i immediately bought the arrow blu-ray and watched it a, a third time yeah. um and i i want to watch this movie a lot like i think it's with some people, this is going to be a one that's like one and done because of how impactful it is, like yeah. we talked about with Joker. But I don't know, like I'm so enamored with the story and the performances and what we got yeah. um, that every time, like I like it even more. And um, we're already at the point now as well with this list where I think at any point, these next five movies I've had as my number one movie at one point yeah. or another, you know, Pretty like much. watching it where I was like, yep, this is my number one, um, which just shows how strong this year is overall. Mm. Um 
but like th- this movie with its portrayal of violence as well is unlike anything i've really seen for a long time yeah um we discussed that a lot in the last few weeks of some of the movies that have been really tame and then even movies that have done it quite well like i don't think any movie maybe for the yeah. show has has shown violence the way this movie I think, does i think like you know we we spoke about the furies a couple of weeks ago that i thought delivered fantastically on the effects and violence but it didn't have the weight behind it you know this mm. movie the, the you know the the scene when it when it when it kind of starts to break down it feels so real it looks honestly too real and then um you know the actually what it's doing you know it, it's just so impactful and then it's there you know our characters are kind of discovering it and it goes on for such a long amount of time that you just feel sick to your stomach and so uncomfortable by it because it's just it just feels so real i don't mm. know how they did it i honestly don't no it's it's an amazing achievement <clears throat> it really is and i think that i love that obviously this is based upon a true story but mm-hmm. what i loved from the director and, and everyone involved was that they want to tell a story but ultimately they want to make a, a kick-ass horror movie yeah and i think that gets lost so much um where you know a movie that we, is not on our list was the ted bundy movie that we watched at the start of the year and yeah. i think that they kind of lost track of that and they didn't make an entertainer movie in my eyes um and even though they had a lot of the ingredients that were that were right you know would mm-hmm. be would make a good film um and so yeah the fact that this is still so entertaining yet also tells this interesting story and i'm glad that it has this weird portrayal because you can't get hung up on the details like it's irrelevant to me of what actually happened yeah. which, I, which i think is such a great tagline because ultimately i just care about what i got to see on screen and was it entertaining and it was um and not knowing why, where the yeah. story was going to go the first time as well like <clears> my god <throat> this movie has like about three or four big scenes of impact but that final moments was like i felt sick to my stomach mm. and, I, and i always dread it on rewatch because it, it really builds to it really really well yeah in like 10 minutes prior to it and you're like oh god this scene i'm gonna have to watch it again and it's just so yeah. brutal it's it's one of those things that's incredible for multiple reasons that final scene because you've got the first time you watch it if you have no idea about it you're like what the hell is going to go down? This is building up to something crazy. And then it hits you in the face. If you, if you're aware of what happened in real life and you're watching that portrayal, you're going to feel sick to your stomach. And then (laughs) every time you rewatch the movie now, it's just building up to this, this scene that you just know you can't avoid. And you know, you're too deep into the story now to turn it off. You're going to have to absorb it. Mm. It's just, it's just incredible. Yeah, it really, really is. It's such a special movie. And yeah, even in a really strong year, like Mm -hmm. this would have been even higher on some weak years. And it's it's only testament that like it's top five on one of our strongest years ever. Um, Ahead of it, chapter two, which we loved as well. Exactly. Um, And yeah, Yeah. to finish that sort of Stephen King sandwich, as it were, Mm. coming in at number four, which might surprise some people actually, um, is one Doctor Sleep um which was Flanagan, a, a real um journey and adventure for us going into this one obviously yeah. we had an insane amount of hype for the, the finale of the year obviously we had some big movies at the start of the year we had the free yeah. from hell stuff and then the, the really the big one was dr sleep for us mm-hmm. um it was marked on my calendar for a very long time and going into it being kind of like enamored with the entire thing and just feeling like oh my god this is you know a mike flanagan film in every sense of the word in the best way possible um obviously having some reservations about some of the stuff in the ending um but as more time is removed from this movie it's only gone up and up in my estimation um and and having read most of the book now at this point and and really in my eyes anyway really you know appreciating what mike flanagan did even more 
Um, because like what we said with Andy, where I think that the thing about the, the King books is that, that he, he creates so many characters that I enjoy, but obviously you're going to get so much um, backstory. You get so, so much, much time with the characters in a book that you yeah. just in, in inevitably can't have with a film. No, and it's like, and ultimately, I think it's going to add to the experience. But for me personally, I think it's it, a lot of it is unnecessary. You know, it's like, mm. um, whereas I think he really cuts to the core. Like the opening scene of this movie just perfectly sets up what is going to unfold for the next two hours. Yeah. Um, and so all of that stuff. And I think he, what he's shown on screen to get back to the actual movie. I mean, I think the true knot are so memorable in every single way. I kind of wish again that we had more of them um, because yeah. I love the fact that Rose gets her time to shine as the lead as she should. And she is the star of the movie in my eyes. Um, but everyone else is great as well. And um, Ewan McGregor as Danny again is like one of those inspired casting choices that yeah. kind of, when you see it on paper, you think, Oh my God, this is going to be something special, but you don't truly realize it until you watch the movie. Um, I, you, I had really reservations. How incredibly is. I had reservations about him because really? I kind of thought like, I know he's a fantastic actor, but it's, playing someone that i've got such a picture of and like mm. we've seen and like we know him and now he's playing this grown-up version of him and i was just like do we want such a recognizable face on it for this but he just becomes danny like yeah. the, the second the film begins i'm i'm just in this world he is danny and i'm i'm feeling all of his pain and like you know he has got all of the baggage that we know, plus a load of extra baggage that have happened to him as well. And he just plays it so well because he, he could be quite a depressing character in this mm, film. Yeah. Um, but he's not, he's this, he is just this kind of, you know, this guy that is, is dealing with his stuff and trying to make himself better, trying to help people. And he's just, you know, you really root for him and love him. I think, you know, in, in this movie, because he really just does come across as this, genuine character that is just trying to do the right thing yeah i think it, it probably comes from obviously two books and all this history and with kubrick um with king mm. um and kubrick but mm. i think that yeah he he to me on screen just in a movie this year was probably the 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 most fully fleshed out and best character i saw in a movie all yeah. year um and yeah there are just so many layers to him and that, and that does come from the performance of ewan of course as well yeah. and i think that one of the things especially with all the mike flanagan's works across obviously films and the haunted hill house and i don't think this is um accidental either is like the level of acting that he's able to oh get my god actors is yeah. like i don't understand how he does it like of course we give the credit to the actors because that's what the, who deserves it mm. but as we've discussed in recent weeks of how you know an acting performance and a bad one can mean a lot of different things he is clearly doing something as a director where he is getting the absolute best out of these incredible yeah. talents um and yeah like across the board him rebecca and kaylee are our young star as well as abra yeah. are just they're free of the best acting performances of the year and like this movie for the first like two hours and ten minutes i think is absolute perfection mm -hmm. um and yeah i have some reservations with the ending i think that i've definitely come back on a few of those as well now with time removed so i'm not as hot on it as we were when we recorded our yeah. show um, we, we overall, do our shows fresh you yes. know after seeing them to give that raw reaction and yeah you know this is a time to reflect we've had time to think about it and, and absorb it more and it's one of those things where you know it didn't fully hit the mark you know we talked we talked about it chapter two and how mm. it did for me at the ending yeah However, this movie, you know, Dr. Sleep finished up above it on the yeah. list because it delivers the other two hours before, like, mm. like you said, perfection. And, it, and, it, and basically every one of these movies at this point, it was a case of, right, it's number one. 
what does it slowly get chipped away at that it falls <laughs> down the list and which ones stay at the top and this one yeah. just chipped down a little bit but it's still an incredible movie it's a must watch yeah um and yeah you're not going to see better acting performances in any movie no. this year no. um you know and kind of um terrifying as well you yeah. know there, there are scenes of genuine scene, horror my my hands yeah. were sweating like i was so yeah. nervous honestly like i nearly i nearly like just started making noise in the cinema because <laughs> not just because i like when that scene ended i was i was like scared and tense but also mm. elated and so happy because i was like he's delivering on it and i just wanted to like fist pump the air <laughs> like yeah. it's honestly how i felt when that first scene happened and like it kind of like kept happening for so long throughout yeah. the movie where i was just like yes <laughs> like it was it was it was a journey man like yeah. i i can't wait to to check this one out again when it comes out on demand or, or on yeah. blu-ray i hope the blu-ray's out soon i hope there is some yeah. decent features as well um, oh it needs to be man i can't wait yeah just but an incredible movie it's time now man top three we're narrowing yes. it down wow we're this, at the top this, I can't believe this it. one's a big one yeah arguably I... the, the hardest one really isn't it to put on this list and where to yeah. put it yeah this is one that like yeah i can't even wrap my head around the experience of this movie that we got to have mm. which was such a personal experience something that we'd waited for for so long and and got in such a satisfying way um but that doesn't skirt around the fact that this movie delivered it 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 absolutely smashed it for me um number three on our list is the one and only three from hell the hype train as the hype train delivered the hype train has delivered (laughs) the end of the journey guys number three i wonder if if people were like gonna be surprised with this placement maybe they thought it was gonna be (laughs) higher i'm not too sure i don't know man but like we we you'll see when we get to two and one it's been a doozy of a year (laughs) but this this movie um just i mean anyone that's been listening to this show i can't even wrap my head around the journey we went around kind of the hype you know the expectation kind of unpicking the trailers which is uncharacteristic for us just just like absorbing everything we could get our hands on and then kind of it's one of those things where like you know rob zombie's making a sequel to the devil's rejects what is that opening scene of the movie how does the movie begin and like me and you were like just giddy with excitement putting that putting that disc on Mm. and just like what what is the opening scene going to be and we just kept like looking at each other and grinning just like oh my god like we're we're seeing this and it's happening and it completely delivers it just kind of it gives you the you know the fantastic montage and the movie just hits the ground running and for the first hour of this movie it really doesn't let up and it's it's perfection for rob zombie fans Mm. you know you, you know you have to give it the caveat of you know this is a rob zombie movie if you like rob zombie movies you know this the, this, the first hour is just perfection it, it it gives you everything you want it gives you it gives you it gives you baby you know it's been incredible you get that you get the final sid performance um which just blows me away that, that they managed to get get it on screen and make it happen and i'm so happy that they managed to do it for everyone and for yeah. us as fans um and then we get then we get you know richard just popping up and just seamlessly entering this world um and kind of just becoming an instantly memorable character and and you know it it really does just um deliver on all parts and kind of you know again when you 
when you actually look behind the scenes of this movie and kind of the limitations and the the changes and everything else, this movie should not have worked. This movie mm. probably should have failed in pre-production. And, you know, the passion and the drive of Rob and the people around him got this movie made. The people, you know, people like Richard coming on board and just instantly believing in Rob um, was just fantastic. And it's just a story of success in my mind and something that, that, you know, um, you know, Rob's had his critics and he's had kind of, you know, the, 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 the main kind of, you know, he's had like the bigger projects and these sorts of things, but this just shows that people believe in him and the fans believed him in, in him as well, because, you know, the reception that I saw was, you know, so positive. And I think this movie found its market and yeah, it, it, it was just a great time. Like, I don't want the hype train to be over. It, yeah. It's a shame that it's come to an end, but, yeah. you know, what a journey. Yeah, I agree with you. That is like, there is a, a tinge of sadness with it because it was such a good time for us for the show. Mm-hmm. And I, and my overall thoughts on this movie now is like, <clears throat> it was the perfect finale. It was mm-hmm. actually seeing the movie and it delivering the way it did was the perfect conclusion to our own personal adventure on this show. Um, yeah it really is by far the hardest one to quantify in terms of putting it on a list and comparing it to other movies because you just can't like, it's not, yeah. it's not like any other movie that we've ever seen for the show. And, <laughs> and I don't think we ever will. Um, it was so personal to us and it was such a great adventure that we went on um, when with the fans and, and all the joke, the kind of the joke that started yeah, the, hype the train. fright fest, the fright fest kind yes. of, you know, <laughs> I, I genuinely talked myself into believing it was going to be a fright fest. Like yeah. just so many things about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that all that stuff, and then like to be able to actually sit down and talk to Richard about this movie as well, and um, to know that like he likes the show and listens to us um, is insane, and all of that stuff just to do with this movie in general, mm. it just it puts my a smile on my face whenever I see those words, and when I think about anything to do with this movie, it just fills me with happiness. Um, so I don't ever want that feeling. <clears throat> like i'm so happy that rob made this movie um i think he had to make it when he did um because i don't know if this movie would have ever got made and it's still a miracle i think that this movie got made um it's almost it really is a travesty when you think about how much of a great filmmaker he is and yet how he still has to literally fight battles every single day to get a movie made um when so many talented people are getting like literal millions thrown at them daily (laughs) i know what you mean but i i I almost think like that's when he's strongest yeah (laughs) yeah you know he he was in the trenches he was he he got bruised he got bloody you know he Mm. got hurt and he he came out of it with this movie and it's just you know i really think that that he works at his best with those constraints like it's it's weird you know like you can see some directors kind of getting a big budget and that sort of thing but with rob i just think like this this is where he, you know he he really does thrive and yeah he it just was incredible and in that um, sense this really does remind me of house of a thousand corpses it yeah. really feels like it shares more dna with that movie than anything else mm. um, well like you say we, it really does feel like the two bookmarks you know yeah. Um, yeah it's weird like because it's i hope it's not the end of course but mm. it really does feel like man if this yeah. if this is the way it ends and it ends the way it began Definitely. what a perfect circle it has been yeah. for his amazing career um and uh jeff daniel phillips we're coming for you next year you're, you're, <laughs> you're getting on the show man <laughs> yeah he was just incredible again like more people put him in genre movies because he is incredible yeah, yeah. um but yeah number two number oh, two the one that sadly misses out on movie <sighs> of the year. and this is this is one this, where I look at it and I'm, 
I'm like, how is this not movie of the year? Because mm-hmm. it's it's a ten out of ten horror movie. Like I literally, yeah. there's not a single frame of this movie that I don't love. Honestly, um, with our number one and number two, before we go into it, yeah. If someone was to say like movie of horror movie of the decade, and someone mm-hmm. said one of these two movies, I'd yeah. say yeah, yeah, it's probably about right. <laughs> yeah, like that's how strong these two movies are. Yeah, for sure. Like it's literally flip a coin on any other day, and I'd be like, yeah. no, this is it. And and whenever I watch one of them, I'm like, yeah, this is the best one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is almost like a tie, but we 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 of course not going to do that. So um, coming in at number two um is Midsummer. Oh, which was just, again, watching this movie on the big screen was unlike yeah. anything I'd really ever seen before. And the fact that it was like a packed cinema, this movie oh got God. a lot of advertising so um, and it is going to a lot of people got to see this movie. And <clears throat> I, I think Ari Aster is, I think, one of the most interesting filmmakers I've ever seen um, mm-hmm. for him to come along the scene and for right off the back of hereditary last year which really took the genre by storm um obviously both of us really liked the movie but not as much as a lot of people did and kind of it was both just outside of our own personal top tens last year but we still liked it um for me personally it was definitely a movie i respected more than enjoyed um and it was one that yeah i would never really watch for enjoyment but like i could see the talent there involved yeah but for him to and you're just like can he do something more in our wheelhouse yeah like for him to immediately come off that project and switch gears and come back with this which is bold um it's bright which is amazing you know Mm -hmm. To see this really bright is set in the summer horror movie um being set in this weird subculture in european as uh, in europe as well i love and mm-hmm. everything about this movie i i adore um it's so long yeah i want it to be longer like i could watch yeah. a six hour cut of this movie and still be entertained um oh yeah i watched the director's cut very recently and yeah. was like I don't feel like there was any extra just because it it all just absorbed and blended so perfectly. I'm like, well, surely that was in the original cut. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's just, he, he does such an amazing job and that, that intro is unbelievable. And that's the thing that I think shares the most DNA with hereditary that shows you that he can make such powerful images on screen that just punch you in the gut immediately. And I think he, he obviously built to that with hereditary, but the fact that he could do that within the first 10 minutes of a movie is like, Oh my God, he's, he's working on another level to everyone mm. else. Um, it's like 10 minutes before you get the splash card of midsummer. You yeah. Know, it gives you that opening scene and just punches you in the face and then tells you what the movie's called. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Incredible. You have my attention. Like it's just, and I love this movie is so weird, which I love. Um, yep. It's so unlike anything else. And I think, yeah, t- to me, this was the best directed movie I saw of all year. Um, I think our number one movie has a lot of other elements that I enjoy as well as the directing. Um, but like hands down for me, this was like this mu- this movie, every single scene I would want to frame and have as a picture on my wall. Um, it yeah. is beautiful to look at. I don't know, there's, yeah, there's a couple it's... of scenes I probably wouldn't, but but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I I'm almost it's, with you. <laughs> it's beautiful and yet disturbing at the same time. And yeah. that is, I, I love that as a kind of a mantra, as an art style. And mm. we see that in a lot of creepy horror video games more than we do movies, I mm. guess. That kind of like hauntingly beautiful aspect. Um, and the soundtrack, man. Yes. Just like the second they get to the kind of cult and mm. the, the, the kind of just the singing and the joy of kind of like the songs begin with sound so joyous and summery <laughs> yeah. and festival they go on for so long it, that you're like oh and god it just slowly transitions and becomes more haunting and by mm. the end of it the second that theme kind of 
just strikes up it just made me feel sick to my stomach so i was like what are these crazy people gonna do now like what yeah. what's gonna kick off i'm just yeah. like don't don't get raised up on that throne like what are you doing <laughs> and yeah it's oh my god like it, it just it completely blew me away i wasn't expecting it i really no. wasn't we should have been with hereditary you know after the hereditary but yeah you know less than a year you know after it and to come out with this i just don't know what this guy is he has too much talent <laughs> yeah it's a joke like, I mean, he's already one of those guys where i'm just like i just pray that he keeps working and is busy mm. and active you know because i just i just hope he's pitching to new line and <laughs> and, and, and craven's estate right now <laughs> there's a lot of people banging on that door <laughs> <laughs> but this is who i want god damn it we just we just want like the row of all the seats of like all of our favorite filmmakers yeah. just queuing up to pitch their freddy ideas and they've all yeah, got exactly. richard breaking the idea um oh yeah yeah that's, that's clear but but yeah this oh my god like when when the scenes of violence happen in mm. this movie they it's just... the only thing that matches lords of chaos in my opinion yeah i never like it was incredible because we saw lords of chaos and we both said well we're never going to see anything as impactful as that and then this movie comes along and like mm. i'm just like what how how is the what is going on in 2019 yeah and um you know the thing about the thing about this movie what it does so well is that it then scales it back you know, so often with these, um, you know, I, I actually quite like a lot of these cult movies. Kind of, the, what was the Ty West one? Um, the Sacrament. The Sacrament, and yeah. kind of, um, uh, you know, there's been quite a few that have been pretty enjoyable. Even Green Inferno, it's not quite cult. Like but, you Apostle know, it's, it's a long, as well. Yeah, it's along those lines, an Apostle from last year, and kind of, you know, there's been some real good ones. But like, my God, you know, normally when it all starts to kick off, it just it it goes to like eight and then it amps mm. up to 10. Ariasta goes, right, well, I'm going to be at one. I'm going to give you 10 and then I'm going to bring you right back down. And then I'm going to amp it up to 10 again, three or four times. And it, I think we said about it on the, the show, like it really is a roller coaster ride of a mm. movie. You feel nauseous watching it. And predominantly we don't necessarily want to be in a packed cinema unless it's a Fright Fest cinema. Yeah. Um, but this was one where, like, coming out of the cinema, I was just enjoying watching the people walk out of it. <laughs> Honestly, people look like they'd just come out of like A and E instead of the <laughs> cinema. They, they, people were pale. They were, they were looked in shock. It was, it was just a weird thing to see. And I was like, my god, like, I, I can't believe that this movie was on the big screen like this. And I'm, I'm so glad it was. Yeah, this should be in every sense this like weird small little indie thing, mm. and it's obviously a yeah. This should be like the the lighthouse where I'm like we yeah. can't even get to see it yet. <laughs> yeah, like the the production company have done such a good job of I think you know really treating Ari with the respect that he deserves mm -hmm. and putting these movies out. And like he, he again with a few of these directors now, where I'm like I just don't. We're so lucky because they mm -hmm. picked this genre. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I look at this movie, especially when I'm talking about the the cinematography and how beautiful this movie is. He could be making literally anything. He could be making just like dramas that are picking up mm -hmm. Oscars, and like he chooses to make these dark things because that's what intrigues him from a storytelling yeah. perspective. That he loves the idea of grieving and all of that stuff. And we've seen that through his two movies now, where he picks these really strong emotions that you don't really see like um, expanded upon in movies that often. And it's something that we all experience in life as well you don't really see it in movies that mm -hmm. much um and so yeah he he's such a special talent this was from where i was like last year he was on my radar now yeah. he's like boom right at the top of the list yeah. of like my god this he's guy's a genius um Definitely. but yeah that's still not enough to be the number one movie <laughs> it's not enough like yeah guys can you believe we're not talking about number one movie <laughs> yeah
Um, it sounded like it. <laughs> for one reason and one reason only. Yeah. Our number one movie, like, again, we had so much hype for this. Mm. We were blown away by the trailer. We were blown away by this guy's first movie and kind of just, you know, can it deliver? Can it deliver on this crazy looking concept, this over the top trailer that just had the most fantastic soundtrack? The it, 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 Honestly, the trailer was just incredible. And was like, it, can it actually deliver? And mm. when the mo- movie opened, it was one of those where I I almost couldn't breathe whilst watching this movie, and I knew the second the credits rolled, I had to see it again at the cinema yeah. because I knew that I didn't, I couldn't fully absorb it because it just it, it consumed me when it when it when we watched it the first time. Um, yeah, we saw this like twice in really quick succession. Yeah, and we just had to. Yeah. Was like, I have to see this movie again. Yeah, you know, um, and yeah, we're talking about the one and only us, the mm. Super Horror Bros movie of the year. Jordan Peele has done it. Yeah. Us. Again, much like Ari, his follow-up movie, obviously yep. took a huge breakout in, in Get yep. Out. And like you say, I think when the first moment this movie was announced, when it was like, he's doing a horror <clears throat> movie again, was like, yes, <clears throat> thank God. Because yeah. he had the world at his feet after Get Out. And he really did. To, to get the cast he got, and to, when that trailer dropped on Christmas Day last year, um, it oh. was perfect literally and yeah to see the movie and just the the fact that he delivered on that concept so strongly and Mm -hmm. first and foremost made a horror movie as his follow-up um was incredible you know it was it was anything we could have asked for and more yeah this movie completely kind of just it's it's almost in every sense of the word perfection Mm. you know you've got you've got the direction you've got the acting you've got the soundtrack you know you've got you got everything and it's all delivering and it's all coming together. And it was one of those things for me that just as, as the story's unfolding, I'm like, I've tried to like recommend this movie to people and I can't explain it. Like even now I'm just like, it, it blows me away because it just, it keeps building upon the layers. And it's one of those things where like, I, I honestly think as well that you don't have to even fully embrace it all. You can just mm. at a very top level enjoy it. But then yeah. as you start to unpick it, you you just get more and more out of it if that's what you want as well. It's um, We've talked a lot in 2019 about messaging and kind of, um, you know, filmmakers trying to give a commentary on things. And I think... Um, you know what what jordan did was subtle and it 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 wasn't in your face like you say number one he made a horror movie Mm. number two he made a fantastic movie you know three four five he delivered on these things and then eventually you know he had his message in and his message in was in there and it worked and it impacted on me and it made me think about it because he delivered on everything else the movie was in my mind it didn't leave my mind and then the message seeped in and it's just it honestly just you know ticks every box and um you know you you spoke about it with the last movie that you know we've got these directors that um you know in in kind of you know flanagan and ariasta and jordan peele that are honestly um i'm not seeing anyone in any other genre making movies to the quality that these three are Mm. and they're in the horror genre right now and just long may it continue because they're they're all just incredible and they've all obviously got such a passion for horror yeah like you hear jordan talk you know he's he's obviously um not directing but very much involved in the Candyman kind of sequel that's coming out that i'm just can't wait for i'm not sequel sorry reimagining um and and kind of um 
you know, you can just tell when he's in interviews, he just loves horror. And it's fantastic that we have these people that are just clearly some of the most talented filmmakers in the world that love this genre. And it's really, to me, you know, these these movies that we've just spoken about have really put horror on the map in so many ways, you know, in terms of the big budget releases, the, the cinema releases, and just kind of showing that horror on the big screen is smashing it. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's not just going to be these on-demand things. And I think kind of a few years ago, that might have been, you know, a, a bit of a concern. And, you know, these guys have come along and said, no, we're the best in the business. We're making horror. We're putting it on the big screen, and it's fantastic. Yeah, we're we're so lucky to have all of these people. Like you say, I think like for the show, it would have still been entertaining because there's always going to be you know good movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact that we also we're blessed to live in this timeline now, where and they're they're still so young. You know, we're talking about these these top two guys, um, Ari and Jordan. They've only made two movies each. Yeah, and so it's not like we're coming to the end of their career like a Tarantino or someone. Like they are just now getting into their prime and that is what is so exciting and i i can't even imagine them making anything better than these two movies because no, just, like you say they're perfect i think from a from a directing standpoint he does some um so many things so well like he really knows how to create tension and it does come from the fact that he just loves horror so much yeah. there's there's like homages to everything leaking all over this most notably i think freddy um oh is God. like all over this movie um, yeah but the and like you say the score as well like it's one of the only awards really and we'll obviously come to our awards that we don't obviously talk about score mm. that much but i think this year you look at us midsummer doctor sleep child's play glass like these movies have mm. amazing scores and soundtracks to a horror movie that you just didn't really see obviously back in the day you did but i think that was lost mm. for a very long time Definitely. and like yeah i'll have tiny I'll, i can have five seconds from this movie and i'll immediately remember it and love it yeah um and so it gives me chills. So yeah. There are multiple parts of it. And, you know, the movie just kept building for me mm. where, like, we, we got the opening scene and it was crazy. We get reintroduced to the family and it all kicks off. And it's kind of like what we got in the trailer then that night when mm. kind of the doppelgangers show up. And it's kind of like that kicks off and it was just um, mind-blowing. And seeing this kind of, you know... We, we, obviously we're going to talk about performances in that uh, in mm. a minute but kind of seeing the um both uh you know um the actors playing both sides of the coin um yeah. was incredible and all of them smashed both sides of the coin and it yeah. was just awesome to see and then kind of when we eventually get into kind of the supporting cast they all nailed it and kind of um you know th there was humor in this mm. that delivered there was genuine horror, you know, I, I honestly just went on an absolute trip and um, I couldn't I couldn't imagine doing um, this year end and this movie not being number one, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like after seeing it, um, it, it was there in my mind the, the second I walked out the cinema and it was one of those where, don't get me wrong, like the rest of this list is incredible, but, you know, this movie just did not leave my mind all year. And, you know, sometimes you can see a movie later in the year and it does kind of stay in your mind because it was mm. more recent. But this movie just did not falter all year for me. I think um, for I've me, seen it three or four times now yeah, as same. well. 
Uh, for me, the reason why this was my number one was because I think it was the most cohesive horror movie I saw of the whole year, where it really does tick every box. I think the, the like I say, the directing is brilliant. The acting is just on another level. And again, you get amazing child actors again, um, mm-hmm. and as well as two other, you know, one of the best actors in the world, in my opinion, as the lead. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, all these horror references, the amazing score, the humor works, but it isn't over. And then, of course, like the amazing social commentary, like you said, where it's, it's social commentary done right it's you know it's george a romero it's yeah you know dawn of the dead it's like let's make an incredible horror movie and then if you really want to dig deep that stuff is there as well but it's not mm-hmm. on the forefront and you, and you can literally ignore it and still think this movie is incredible um and yeah like the second it ends you're just kind of like so happy and like i can't yeah. believe he pulled it off and again i think much like probably more than Ari because like obviously get out was a bigger movie winning the Oscars and all of that stuff to be yeah. like, right, I'm going to write another original horror movie. And yeah. Ari Aster was big in the horror community after yeah. hereditary. If he'd have branched out, it would have been a gamble. You know, yeah. Jordan's an Oscar winner. Uh, you know, that, that gives you clout to, to, to get in, walk into any studio and whack yeah. that Oscar on the table. And like, so what's my budget guys yeah you know and so for him to stay in the genre and to come up with this original idea you know um i'm just we're just so blessed and i'm so glad it got backed as well because that record at the time when it was the opening weekend it was the biggest opening weekend for an original movie that's not based upon an existing ip or a remake or a sequel mm-hmm. since avatar over 10 yeah. years ago that's um, and it is the highest yeah, since, movie since... of the year as well so that's not based upon an existing ip and that's the that's same amazing things yeah yeah that's which incredible which is what an original think? horror movie yeah so it's the biggest release since the second highest gross movie of all time like an yeah. original it ip you know yeah. that's incredible you know yeah. and and he's and you know on, honestly like the 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 films we've had this year like looking mm. back on this this top 10 it it, it saddens me that 2019 is over because yeah. like you got some big boots to fill 2020 like mm. this you know this what's this our fourth year ender now yeah and you know my god this this year is strong um and so you know why not talk about it a little bit more yeah i think for me uh, as well looking at this list like the biggest thing that stands out and why we were so blessed again was just the amount of great filmmakers we had this yeah. year <laughs> you look yeah. at this list it has jordan peele ari Aster, rob zombie mike flanagan um m night Shyamalan. um yeah. you know it's it's a ridiculous list and yeah. there isn't many filmmakers that we love that aren't on this list you know there's james wan there's fede alvarez there's only a few more that aren't actually you know didn't release movies mm-hmm. this year and the exactly. fact that they were delivered so massively as well um it was just it was insane yeah like what what a year it's incredible and what yeah I, I think year. yeah looking back on it just briefly i think this is our best list by far um mm-hmm. 2017 was the only one that came close um obviously it get out gerald's game happy death day like an extremely strong year but i think mm-hmm. top to bottom this top 10 like on any given day i could watch any of these movies and just love them so much yeah, and I've I've pretty much you know the the ones that I've been able to see multiple times I've seen multiple times yeah. at this point and same yeah the second they all become available to me all ten are going to be on my Blu-ray shelf <laughs> yeah which is not the case you know I, I was thinking that as we as I was looking at lists I was like Jesus Christ I'm going to mm. have every one of these yeah. and that's not been the case with our other top tens yeah it would yeah. feel wrong like not owning these because they're just they're so good yeah. like I, I just got to wait for that freaks release yeah that's gonna be a while while. off yeah but it's nice there i've got it pre-ordered it's there yeah nice um but yeah that was the top 10 of course um we will take Mm. a short break and we'll be back with our award winners
so yeah like we said obviously at the start of the show that was the, the kind of the main bulk is the list of course um but the fun just keeps on coming um because yeah for the past uh four years um we've mm-hmm. had these kind of uh, individual awards that we like to give out as well so of course as a brief intro these aren't limited to our top 10 these are just nope. anything that we saw throughout the year you know of all the 50 plus horror movies yeah Everything chances is... are the top 10 movies will be in here of course because they're the good ones <laughs> yeah. like, they're the real good ones <laughs> of course but i think it's a nice time because you do get to see the yeah. spotlight on some different stuff um Definitely. and yeah so and and for all these categories as well we have a winner and two runners-up um yep. to, to keep it limited, we, put, which is... we put ourselves in a corner year one and we're continuing yeah with it. <laughs> like we did that when we saw what was it 20 movies or whatever yeah and now we're like yeah. yeah best male performance let's only pick three people it's like how are we supposed to do yeah. that and uh, yeah i'll be honest with you guys like our top 10 was pretty stress-free yeah because we our list synced up incredibly similar um and you know it, this was a nightmare because yeah. each category you know we we got to like a top five and it was almost impossible yeah. um but but for some reason we made these rules and no one else is making a stick to them but we no, are gonna exactly stick to them. but we have we have snuck some honorable mentions in here as well to oh briefly yeah say. Sneaky, um, sneaky but yeah mention. coming in first no honorable mentions actually for this one no. is best surprise Mm. Um, obviously or of course all of these are our own opinion and individual to us but i think this is the weirdest one i guess because yeah. you know what does best surprise mean to us well i think yeah. it's ultimately how do if, we define surprise yeah, if, if we know nothing about a movie of course and then we really like it that's going to be surprised but also if we genuinely had bad thoughts about a movie going in and then it wasn't bad then that's obviously going to be a surprise as well yeah um so i think coming from that train of thought um yeah. the first runner-up is annabelle comes home um and the reason why I think this absolutely deserves a place on this list is I didn't want to see this movie in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off, we of... we were looking for almost any movie to see to not have to cover this, yeah. And then ultimately decided we need to, yeah. Well, like because we've literally covered every Conjuring movie since we started the show and all the spinoffs, mm-hmm. and yeah, like the two Annabelle movies are not good before this. The Nun was okay, and I really hated The Curse of Lalorana, which came out like just before this, like a month before. Mm. And so I had such a bad taste in my mouth from that movie going into this that yeah. I'd kind of forgot a lot of the things this movie had going for it. Um, but ultimately, going in, like, just thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Like, it's not incredible. You know, it wasn't in the running for the top 10 or anything like that. But they, they showed to me that there was at least some point i guess in these spin-offs and there is some enjoyment in it because there was a bunch of really cool like spooks and scares in it i, yeah. I did like the new character they introduced we got enough of the warrens that gets me excited for more just of them, enough of course. just enough not enough elvis but you know yeah, there's um, never enough elvis right. for you though otherwise it would have been in the top 10 of course um, yeah. but yeah just i really enjoyed this movie and that's Definitely. why it's because i didn't Definitely. expect to <laughs> yeah um and yeah the other side of the coin for kind of best surprise is kind of a movie that we almost know nothing about mm. kind of just drops out of nowhere and watch it and we just absolutely love it um and i'm talking about the perfection mm. um obviously was on our honorable mentions list for the top 10 um you know we touched upon it briefly there you know this has not been a particularly strong year for netflix um and in the shadow of disney plus that's towards the end of the year kind of you know i am i'm worried for netflix as a streaming mm. platform um and you know a couple of years ago we were really behind netflix and kind of the original horror movies that it was putting out and kind of you know obviously flanagan being there and kind of this year he's in the cinemas and mm. kind of 
you know, th this was the standout, the perfection, and it really, um, you know, it, it really was one of these that, that again, the movie opens and it's just um, super interesting and super absorbing, and you just like the world they create you understand you understand the characters and then it starts throwing curveballs at you and mm. this movie has two or three moments where it just kind of punches you in the face and not in a way that you would ever possibly see coming um you know anyone that says they did i i don't believe it because this yeah. movie just kind of really just um gives you the unexpected but but doesn't just give it to you for the sake of giving you something unexpected it really has a story to tell and it, it's a super interesting story um and yeah any other year this would have made top 10 and I'm, I'm glad that it's getting some some um spotlight here yeah this is the perfect category for it and it it really is a movie built around those twists and turns and mm -hmm. um they don't all deliver or they they don't not deliver but like they the have first, a scale of delivery yeah the first yeah. one in particular like hit me so strong and i thought it was so special and for that reason alone it's on here and then mm -hmm. overall like you say i still really enjoyed this movie and yeah it's like we're not talking specifics here because um you know we there is going to be some spoilers coming up and we will give you slight mm. warnings before that especially the the next category in fact yeah um but with this one it's like yeah the, the, it is so surprising that it's like you should just watch it and and see what Definitely. it's all about because it's just weird and i really like it um but yeah going into the winner um we did kind of touch upon this in our top 10 so it may it's it's no surprise really that um the biggest surprise of 2019 i think in my opinion by far was child's play mm. um which again like we said in the yeah. top 10 genuinely didn't want to see this movie it was like <laughs> it just at the time was like wish this isn't being made what what's going on why does chucky look weird brad's not doing the voice you know they're shitting yeah. over the current canon like all of that it had so much going against it and mm -hmm. yet they really pulled off something unique and interesting um the director i think thought did wonders you know we saw polaroid as well this year which was like yeah. a fun movie and i can totally see why he was given like a bigger ip and i think he absolutely smashed it and delivered it and uh re-watching the movie recently i think there's massive sequel potential for this movie oh my god yeah um it's still a shame obviously that i think it does really kill that current canon for chucky which does bum me out because i wanted to see that story continued and i would love to live in a world where they can both live in tandem but i just don't think that's going to be a reality um yeah. but i hope we get either of them like i'll be i'll be happy yeah i just you know? need more child's play slash chucky one way yeah. or another because both are incredible at this point yeah but yeah this movie just delivered man and that was why it was such a surprise like coming out of that cinema mm -hmm. I, I remember like kind of being to you like i wonder if mike really enjoyed that as well because i really really <laughs> liked that and then you yeah. were like that was really good i was like yeah it was wasn't yeah. it like yeah, honestly it just... when we talk about cinema experiences it's one of the most fun i had and it was the most fun where we you know we we try not to have too much of a crazy in-depth conversation yeah. like after seeing the movie but like it was just fun to walk out the cinema and both be buzzing and like yeah. excited yeah um so yeah just, it was definitely a highlight for me yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah going into the next one um is best death which mm. uh, of course is an interesting one so yeah we'll say the names of the movies before obviously we go into the the deaths so if you haven't seen yeah. any of these you can kind of skip forward a little bit yeah. um and yeah this one's always a an interesting category we kind of judge it upon um creativity as well as emotional impact um so was it style damage control and aggression yeah exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> deep cut there for some people yeah um so yeah do you want to give us one of the runners up yeah I oh, guess there's, so. there's actually um, some honorable mentions for this oh uh, yeah we had to we had to kind of bend the rules a little bit here so mm. i guess we would touch upon these very briefly um you know as honorable mentions mm. um so yeah first of all um joker 
Yeah. Um, so it, the it's basically the, the subway murders in mm-hmm. Joker. Um, it, you know, one of the most violent things I've seen on screen this year. Um, and just something that I wasn't expecting. It it just felt so real and so brutal. It wasn't over dramatized for film. It it just felt raw and um it really shocked me and the cinema that we were in just fell silent when it yeah. happened, you know, and it was, I, I can't believe it didn't make the top three, but you know, there were only three. Yeah. That's the moment to me when that movie really steps up. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested in what's going on. That scene happens. I'm all in at that point for the rest yeah. of the movie. Like it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the next uh, one uh, on the honorable yeah. mentions um, is Dr. Sleep. Um, which again has a lot of memorable deaths in it, but I think the one that really was memorable for us for just how unbelievably brutal it is for this movie um, is Baseball Boy, Um, which, yeah, it kind of, to use a memorable actor as well, I thought was a really interesting Mm -hmm. choice. Obviously he's worked with Mike Flanagan before. And so you kind of, you see him pop up and if you don't know the character, you're like, oh, okay, is he going to be like Abra? You know, is he going to be this kid that can shine that's going to be in the rest of this movie? Yeah. And for him to be so quickly taken out by the true knot um, is unbelievably brutal. And, and like the fact that they show it brutally, but then they keep going back to it throughout the movie mm. because obviously Abra's seeing it's these savage. like flashbacks. And it is uh, in a very vital part of the book as well, where they keep revisiting it. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought he did an amazing job of like, not only was it visually, he, he went as far as he should have, I think, um, but also the emotional impact where I was like, my God, like they're really showing this. Like, and, and for such a big movie, movie that was massively advertised as well like it kind of blew me away that they had this like young child death so heavily featured it was crazy um and yeah kind of moving into the official top three now Mm. uh so you know we talk about we talk about movies that kind of give it these impactful kind of scenes and you know we just talked about a couple right there but um we're we're going back to child's play Mm. again already (laughs) this movie just delivered on so many things and what this what this kill delivered on was just just you know the fun chucky over the top kill i'm of course talking about the christmas lights kill Mm. (laughs) um you know this scene was kind of just um it was teased in the trailer and yet it wasn't spoiled for the movie which is something um and kind of um you know we get introduced to this kind of stepdad character and we we instantly don't like him and you Mm. instantly want chucky just to kind of absolutely destroy him and my god doesn't he um you know the the scene just kind of builds and builds you know initially with the first christmas lights bit and then ultimately with the lawnmower and you're like these movies tease these things so often you know the, the chainsaw tease is the biggest tease that we get in horror i think um, that we very rarely get a delivery on a chainsaw mm. and, you know, let alone a lawnmower. And this completely delivered. And then kind of just the scene that followed after this as well was just um, incredible. So the whole montage was just um, top notch and, and just stuck with me and just really helped elevate the movie. Yeah, this was like by far, I think, my most fun kill of the year. Like mm-hmm. it was so enjoyable. And yeah, they set up this real piece of shit character who is such like a pantomime villain and yeah. you just can't wait for him to be killed. And then when he does, it's so satisfying. They keep adding these new layers on. And then even from that, the kind of the comedy that they introduce post his death is yeah. genius in this movie, honestly. And it's one of the best parts about it. Um, yeah. This was like such a strong contender for me. And I'm I'm still kind of shocked that it didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, coming in as another... um runner-up is uh from midsummer 
and yeah there is a lot of memorable stuff in this movie um, but i think for me the most impactful scene was the dual suicide sequence um mm-hmm. involving the cliff and just how it kind of builds and builds and a big build. hammer yes like why is that guy got that big hammer oh yes that's why <laughs> that's just um, a bear in a cage <laughs> yeah. um just like it's so from like the dinner sequence to like where they go in there again with the use of the weird songs and just how long yeah. Ari when they get raised up. up on those platforms and get carried yeah, to the cliff. because you know that everyone in the audience is going to have a different moment when it clicks yes. and that's what i love where you're watching it and you're watching it and everyone's going to have that moment and so he really wants to draw it out because he wants everyone in the audience to have the same thought in their head and mm-hmm. then you're like okay are they actually going to show it are they just going to show like someone's reaction because there's a lot of reaction shots in it oh my god um, and does he show it yeah and the fact that they show it, and it is so brutal again is like it's so impactful and it's so crazy the way it looks and yeah just easily one of the most memorable of the year for me mm-hmm. definitely um but our winner this year um yeah. comes from the top five again um mm. lords of chaos um yeah. and it is the death of dead yeah this had to um <laughs> yeah absolutely the the second i saw this i just once i'd calmed down and like be able to process thought again i was like well that's this category wrapped up <laughs> and it you know it for so many reasons you know it's it's so violent it's so real and um it's so impactful um it, it it's so difficult to watch that like you know i definitely don't recommend the people just go out and watch this like no. you need to be ready for it um but it it just left a lasting impression on me that this movie this movie will always have an like has left a dent in me i'm i'm changed after watching this movie yeah. and it was because of this scene and because of how it just keeps going and it just keeps going and when he pulls the trigger I have no idea how they did it, and it, it honestly made me jump out of my seat. Mm. And um, and then just to be there in the aftermath and what kind of transpires after it, it just it it was just something else that I just wasn't expecting from this movie. And um, it, it yeah, well, it will be with me for a long time. For sure. I don't think I've ever seen a death like this in a horror movie where it was, mm-hmm. we, I'm giving them props for the visual effects because it literally makes me sick to my stomach because of how real it looks, but also the impact of it. Like it really hit me and I, I felt so sad for the character in that moment. And it really sets the tone for the rest of the movie. And the movie does a great job of keeping that energy as well. It's not like this shock scene that's just bunged at the start of the movie. Like it really is the kind of the catalyst that sets off all of the events for the rest of the story. Um, and that's why I think it's yeah it's hands down the winner for me um but yeah going into best male performance um Mm -hmm. (laughs) this was probably the hardest one to choose out of all of them oh it was ridiculous um just so many insane performances so just a quick shout out to some people in the honorable mentions um like we said before james mcavoy in glass um Mm -hmm. maybe his best performance yet um it was absolutely solid obviously we had seen it before in splits and maybe that takes it away but like overall still incredible and another mention that i'm glad we put in here was zach efron in extremely Mm -hmm. wicked um again the movie itself i think is the character yeah the, the movie itself is the only reason why he's probably not actually in contention even though he is an honorable mention which is still great um but the fact that he's an honorable mention and i think a very very boring movie um Mm -hmm. but he nailed that so much and he showed levels 
as an actor, which I was like, my God, this guy's incredible. And obviously he's always going to be put in this type of role because he's this like pretty boy sex symbol. Um, but ultimately this guy can act like, and I, I really want to see him take some chances. Someone like a Robert Patterson who has took a lot of chances yeah. in his career. I want to see Zach do that because he can absolutely deliver. Definitely. Um, but yeah, should we, is there any other honorable mentions or should we dive in? I think the only other two that we had there were the, our two main men from Three from Hell as well, yeah. kind of Richard Brake and Jeff Daniel Phillips. I think any other year, yeah. you know, they, they'd, they'd have made the list. And it was just that this year we had some crazy performances that, that um, yeah, they, they didn't quite make it either. But uh, it, it was it was tough to cut them. Yeah, for sure. This was like, uh, I think this is definitely the hardest category. <laughs> oh, my God, it was. It was. It was the one that took us the longest. I mean, yeah. do you want to do you want to start? with our first honorable mention yeah oh the first runner-up um yeah oh sorry first runner-up yeah yeah so the first runner-up is actually our first tv pick um Mm. of course our best tv show category which is coming up and um it is zachary quinto um for his role as charlie manx in nosferatu the tv show um Mm -hmm. I adored everything about this performance. I think again, going into when we first saw the cast in, I just yeah, like fist. We were excited. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously we both read the book. We absolutely love it. Um, it's one of our favorite horror novels ever. <clears throat> and um that character is one of my favorite horror characters that I've ever experienced, you know, kind yeah. of in my head as I'm reading the book. And I, I immediately was like, this guy's perfect. You know, I've seen his work in American Horror Story and some other films, and I'm a big fan of his anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, he is perfect. And then you had to actually see it on screen was just magical. I loved everything about this performance. And obviously I really liked the TV show as well, which we'll get to, but I really think that it was his drive and performance and his charisma in that role. And, and again, someone like a Freddy Krueger that should just be this absolute piece of shit. Um, mm. But the fact that he adds so much charisma to the role, he makes it this way more interesting character than it has any right to be. And of course yeah, that was written in the much, book as well. Yeah. He is much darker in the book though. You know, mm. he, he obviously needs to have the element of charisma, but he is just ultimately, you know, this real despicable character. But I think, you know, the TV version had to give him more charisma. Yeah. He's got this screen time and, you know, he gets a lot more screen time. And he just did such a great job of of expanding upon what was already in the book and giving us a, a different take, but something that was still super familiar for us. Yeah, you know, for us, sure. Us fans of the book. That's exactly what the um, show is, really, in a nutshell yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and yeah, our other kind of runner-up is uh, the one and only um, Joaquin Phoenix from mm. uh, Joker. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is the last time this guy's name is going to be included in award shows for best. No, I don't think he's going to be too um, upset if he didn't win yeah, our award if he takes home yeah, the Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think he'll be okay. Um, but yeah, this performance just completely. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, you know, going into this movie, if you'd seen any of the build up to it, that this is kind of a standout performance from this guy. Um, so I was kind of walking in being like, okay, come on then, impress me. Like, mm. I know you're going to try and impress me, bring it. You're not going to be able to. And then he just like knocked me out um, because he just um, gave me this completely different take on a character that I absolutely love. I didn't want a different take on it, to be honest with you. I'm mm. happy with all of the versions I've had previously. And now I absolutely love this one as well. And um, he just gives you this such a sympathetic character that is just in this horrible situation that just gets deeper and deeper. And um, 
I've never felt this level of sympathy and kind of empathy for the Joker before, um, which I now have for this character. Mm. Um, And ultimately, you know, the journey he starts to go down, um, he just captures that evil side and that sinister side and that kind of screw the world, screw the system um, anarchy that the Joker does encapsulate in the other forms in such an awesome spin. And for me, I just walked out of that cinema thinking, my God, like I was, I, I thought I'd set myself a high bar to be impressed because I, 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 you know, going into it and he just stepped over it in the first second, to be honest with you. It was incredible. Yeah, he was just completely captivating throughout. I think that's what is amazing about the character of the Joker is that we've seen like three or four different iterations across all different mediums now. Mm-hmm. And they're all so special and they're all so amazing. And it's kind of yeah. insane. Like, I don't think we've ever seen a character in the history of all media that has so many varied performances from so many different actors that are all so incredible in their own different ways. And that is almost a testament to this guy because he has it harder than anyone else because he has all these previous iterations behind him. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be so easy easy to compare him to these other brilliant performances but he did something that was so different and unique on its own and um yeah i think he's incredible and i think he deserves all the plaudits that he's rightfully getting um but yeah our winner was someone else in fact um again in the movie that we've already discussed in our top 10 and we're again big fans of this performance was ewan mcgregor in dr sleep um this one we did actually touch upon quite a bit in our top 10 because it was of course one of the main reasons why we loved this movie as much um but he he was a dream casting i think Mm -hmm. this danny torrance character like i said in that discussion is i think the most interesting character i've seen all year um with the fact that he's fighting all of this history all these demons he's trying to move on with his life the kind of the connection he has to abra and billy and all of that stuff and um dick as well like all of Mm -hmm. that stuff there's so much going on to this character um and the fact that ewan is juggling all of these different things and um to me i really like that a fairly understated performance has won because i I think think that's um, what it is the last two that we've just yeah the last two we've just spoke about are very bombastic loud performances mm-hmm. um whereas what ewan has done is um because like well, i think we said at the time like some people could say oh he's a bit dull and boring but he's not that at all he's like a real person at least in my eyes when i'm watching it and that was he, what he, i really captivated by he feels like a real damaged person that's handling life in a real way mm. you know and he he's just trying to get his life back on track and that doesn't mean that he's you know doing anything crazy he's just getting himself a job and he's just trying to make a difference and then you know he comes across um abra and gets back into the world of the shining and kind of realizes that you know ultimately um he wants to help people and like it's just it was just you know for me walking out of the film probably more than the book to be honest was this message that he gave of just kind of yeah, wanting to help people and, and, you know, not turning your back on someone. You know, Abra's a stranger to him going into this and the people in the hospital are a stranger to him, but he wants to help them, give give them a bit of peace. And it was just a really nice message that he encapsulated in such an understated but fantastic way for me. Yeah, he was, he was, he was so good in this movie for Aaron. Yeah, he, he completely deserves this award. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, next up, best female performance. Mm. Um 
again very strong category yeah. obviously we uh initially we had this obviously as best performance when we started and mm-hmm. the only reason why we split it up was because there was just so many great performances i mean at this point we could almost have like a best young performance as well definitely, definitely. um but again like i do like judging people fairly and so at least this way we get yeah. to give out even more awards um, definitely definitely um and i guess yeah we've got a couple of cheeky little honorable mentions here yeah um ashley cummins from nosferatu again yeah. nosferatu getting some love obviously yes. um you know playing the character of brat and kind of a very different and older version and kind mm. of you know a lot of things that should not have worked for for me or you um and it just yeah. instantly did and yeah she she was fantastic and then um the one and only sherry moon zombie um it kind of hurts me that she didn't quite make it, but it was just so strong because her performance for Baby was just, for me, incredible. The way she just was so deranged and so off the rails and um, just just nailed it for me, so sinister. And, um, you know, to get back to that character, I think she just had a great time, to be honest with you, to get yeah, back with her that character. Her character has had like the best journey across the three films as well because her baby has changed a lot, whereas Mm. a lot of the other characters have stayed at the same level. Yeah, this has been noticed throughout, you know, whereas baby really has gone on a journey. Mm. Um, But yeah, I guess kind of dipping into our our, um, runners-up. Yeah. Uh, We've just talked about um, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Uh, We now got to talk about Rebecca Ferguson. Yes. Uh, Rose the Hat. Uh, they didn't do the clean sweep like uh, Quiet Place did last not year. Not <laughs> quite, not quite, no. It's been a strong year, bro. Um, yeah. But yeah, Rose the Hat um, is one of my favorite characters that I've ever kind of come across. And the way she was described in the book, I, I, it almost was too perfect that I thought you can't capture it on the big screen because she needs to be this powerful, kind of seductive, just kind of out of worldly but also homely character that just just i couldn't imagine existing on yeah. the screen and the second they cast rebecca ferguson i was like okay what's you know what's gonna happen there and then the second i saw the trailer i had no doubt that that, that, that it was going to be incredible and then what i actually got to see exceeded that expectation mm. um in, in a movie with our best male performance in and a whole host of other incredible performances every scene that she's in she steals the show yeah i think you know um rose the hat for me will just be one of my most memorable kind of moments of 2019 getting to see her on the big screen yeah for sure like it is the uh, like we said before overall the acting quality in this in in dr sleep was just incredible um and obviously ewan won the award and yeah she's like a very close runner-up in this category um but yeah another runner-up is again one of our favorite movies of the year um Mm -hmm. midsummer and it has to be florence Pugh. um in that lead role she i think carries the movie at times um yeah Obviously, I love the movie, but I think if you didn't have this lead character to root for throughout, it yeah. would have been a different experience. And you maybe would have got lost in a lot of the craziness um, because I think she grounds it from day one. I'm glad the movie starts with her. I'm glad it's her story that's being told through her perspective. Um, when it, when then we get introduced to the festival and all the craziness, but I'm glad it is coming from the perspective of this one character's journey, um, kind of like in this like bad place, both emotionally and, and due to her relationship and the stuff with the family. And like, she has so much to juggle 
struggle. And I remember that first scene when she's on the phone. Um, mm. You know, I think is she talk, she's talking to a friend, isn't she? We don't actually see in the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. She rings her boyfriend. No, it's after, it after. I think it's after, oh, right. and she's she's like, I've I've leaned on him too much, and everything, yeah. and and like that whole um, scene is just incredible. Like that alone is like it just shows you how amazing she is, and yeah. she, she shouldn't she has, be likable as a character in this yeah. movie because she should just be you know kind of whiny and not really sure what she's doing and everything else. But the way she delivers that mm. uh, make makes this movie. Yeah, like I felt so much sympathy towards her character, and I think that's what really pulled me in. And it is great to have that one element that you are rooting for in all the craziness, because mm-hmm. ultimately it does get kind of wacky, and that would be maybe off-putting if you didn't have such a grounded character to still root for. Um, yeah, yeah, she was absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, there can only be one winner. There can um, only be one. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it and it and it comes from the number one movie. Yes, uh, it does. The, the one and only us. Yes. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what what can we say about her performance? You know, it it was one of the it was one of those things like you know we know that she's one of the best actresses in the world, um, and kind of one of the hottest kind of talents around right now, and kind of, but I still wasn't expecting what she gave us in this movie. Kind of, um, uh, obviously, she's playing the two sides, and kind of Red in particular kind of just the second she appears on screen she's just transformed we see her as this mum and <clears throat> you know this character that's that's um really just kind of um down to earth and just kind of much more normal and then red shows up and she's she, she's just completely intimidating um completely dominates um the the scene in terms of kind of you know, or even just the physicality, just everything. She's just terrifying. You just, you, she's completely off the rails. And, um, and then kind of as the other character grows throughout this movie, you just see the two sides of her performances and both characters flip flop kind of in ways of, um, you know, empathy and sympathy. And, you know, it would be so difficult to pull off if you didn't have this actress that could do both sides and both sides for both characters. Um, and and by the end of it, I was just like, what what is she? How is she able to do this? It was mm. just it was just incredible, you know. It was, um, you know, a couple of years ago. Obviously, we spoke a lot about McAvoy and Split, and obviously, we touched upon him in Glass and kind of these multiple characters. But like having to have Lapita being able to flesh out these two versions in such a fantastic way and seeing them ultimately go head to head was just on that scene and with the music and everything else and her performance just it as i was watching it i knew i was watching one of the most special things we'll see for the show yeah um and it, it was just incredible when it comes to the Peter and her career, it's really interesting because she obviously won the Oscar six years ago. And mm. um, since then, it's honestly been a travesty when you look at the amount of lead roles she's had in movies. Um, yeah. It's really been embarrassing. She's She's been a lot of bit roles, a lot of voiceovers and CGI characters. She's barely had any movies where she's the lead. And this really was her coming out again and saying to the world, like, wake the fuck up. I'm here. Like put me in movies. And I felt that in the performance. And Mm -hmm. again, massive props to Jordan because he was the one who saw that in her and and knew that she could carry this movie the way she did. And I think, again, it's going to happen where if, if people don't continue to cast her in the movies, they're just dumb because she's ridiculous in this movie. Like you say, she embodies these two characters 
characters so perfectly and this is such a high concept that i just don't think this would have worked had this person not existed on uh, you know if she wasn't around Definitely. i don't know how this movie like there isn't another person where i'm like oh yeah they could do it you know Definitely. um did like, you just say just concept so, sorry <laughs> yeah, concept. Concept. yeah. That's, that's coming up um but yeah and I, I agree with you like when you watch this movie i'm like this to me is up there with the all-time great female performances we've ever yeah. seen in horror when it comes to alien when it comes to carrie i think we will look back on us in this performance and it is 100 percent up there in my opinion um, and i do think she should be rewarded with an oscar but we shall see um we shall see but yeah next up like you said best concept um mm. And yeah, no mentions for this one, which is nice. Um, we stayed strong, guys. We stayed strong. <laughs> but yeah, um, coming in as our first runner-up is a Glass, of course. Um, mm. Like we've said, just to be brief, because we've spoken about this movie a lot, but I think the reason why it deserves it for best concept, like we said, what a ridiculous idea that M. Night had <laughs> to be like, I'm going to put this little teaser at the end of Split um, that's going to maybe t- you know create a sequel and tie these movies together. Mm. And for, for his <laughs> most recent movie, which is obviously... Um, a great horror movie um, to then tie to like his weird origin superhero story that was like the whole superheroes <laughs> yeah. were really trendy um, is a crazy concept and he pulled it off and it worked and I think that Glass is a great kind of um, tie-in to them all I think it makes all the movies better as well which is what I love so yep. much about it so yeah I think it absolutely deserves to be on this on this list definitely definitely and again another one we spoke about a lot with concept uh, the one and only us mm. um, you know Jordan Peele and just what he created there it was just something that I wouldn't even you know I can't even begin to imagine as a concept do you know what I mean mm. I don't even know when how this spark created in him and how he came up with this idea that then just became so fully realized and um yeah throughout the whole movie as as it's just unpacking and unpacking and unpacking i'm just i'm just watching it thinking how 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 did this like come about and it's just it it, 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 the more the more you unpack it the more you realize how much he's thought about it and it just Mm. it, it blows my mind it really does and um you know, he, he's done it for both of his movies now, just delivered on these crazy concepts that you just, you know, you, it shouldn't work more than anything. Mm. And he just makes it work because he it just throws himself in and he gets behind every part of it. And then obviously, as we just spoke about, get, get some of the best actors in the world as well to be in those roles. Yeah, like you said, like he has this knack for coming up with these crazy concepts, even taking away everything else, like the directing and everything else that's so special. And that was why when we watched the Twilight Zone, we were like, man, this guy clearly has a head full of ideas. I wish he would just sling a couple of them at this TV show um, because, (laughs) you know, they would have these better concepts. But yeah, like he's clearly an interesting, you know, I've got so many interesting ideas. And that's why I think even though he's not directing Candyman, it is exciting to be like he had a passion for it and he wrote it. I think I don't know if he co-wrote it or wrote it on his own but either way he is involved in that project that's what makes it so exciting definitely um but there is a winner there is a winner yeah and yeah yeah another movie that we've obviously talked about a lot at this point and yeah it just it obviously it wins it because its concept is so special like we talked about with hardcore henry um it had to be one cut of the dead um i still don't know that i still don't understand (laughs) <laughs> no, like I don't. I don't even know if I want to. To be honest, like there's such a method to the madness that I, I want to appreciate from afar and just be like, yeah. this movie's genius. I'll never understand it fully. <laughs> <laughs> 
because it is it really is like this concept is so mental and yeah like what started is what was sold to us anyway was this kind of like one take zombie movie it's like oh, okay that in itself is this interesting idea yeah, um, yeah that's a cool to, concept okay yeah. but to extrapolate <clears throat> that in all of the different ways and to pull it back time after time again and then continually throwing all these funny things and it's so funny this movie as well mm, yeah we didn't touch concept. upon that in the you know in the top 10 so much yeah like it, it constantly adds upon the concept with its humor and mm. and so it, it's so effective in that sense and yeah like i couldn't see any other movie like we we liked a lot of movies this year especially for the Mm. concepts but this was always going to win for me it's all it reminded me a lot of like a video game as well Mm. when you see something you're like was i meant to see that is that a (laughs) thing and then suddenly an hour later it's like oh yeah that's a thing here's here's the explanation behind it yeah like and you just don't get that in films like it was just awesome yeah for sure um but yeah going into best sequel slash remake um Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a fairly easy one <laughs> to decipher yeah. if you've uh, already seen our top 10, of course. Um, yeah, um, yeah. There's a, the, all, all three of them made it to the top 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> first of all, um, It Chapter 2. Yes. Obviously, um, spoke about it. Previous winner of this category. <laughs> yeah, previous winner of this category, previous winner of uh, Movie of the Year as well. Um, yeah. it, it Chapter 2, extremely solid movie, fantastic movie, um, mm. you know, and just just you know in this case it's it's a great sequel and a remake yeah so you know <laughs> gotta be in the category right yeah for sure um and yeah the next uh runner-up is glass as we've discussed many times at this point um like i said before i think the reason why for me this was this was my number one for a very long time until obviously the one that won it which we'll get to mm-hmm. because of the reason that i think that it's a great sequel in the sense that on yeah. its a standalone movie I don't know what you could get from this, no, but if no. you've obviously seen an Unbreakable and Split, you then watch this. <clears throat> it's incredible, and I think it makes those two movies better. And obviously, I kind of watched Glass, then I went back, rewatched Unbreakable and Split and Glass, and had an even better time watching it that yeah. way. Um, and that's why Definitely. I loved it so much. But there's only one winner of this category. Yeah, of course, it's, it's 2019 <laughs> Super Horror Bros. The hype train pulled into the station, and it's getting a goddamn award. <laughs> yeah. It's the best sequel of the year. Yeah, Three from Hell. Mm-hmm. It had to um, be. It had to be. Um, how are you going to make a sequel to like the best American horror movie of the last 20 years? Like, how yeah. are you going to do that? Yeah, how are you going to do it? You, <laughs> you're going to have all of these obstacles thrown at you, and you're still just going to make a goddamn uh, amazing movie that i'm just so happy it's sat on my shelf and i can just mm. watch it any given moment <laughs> um it's it's just it's just a blessing and yeah just hats off to rob zombie and just delivering on what the fans want you know mm. he's he's not um he's not worried about anything else this is a love letter to rob zombie fans you know he said that you know if you've been with me from house of a thousand corpses you're gonna love this and I'm going to give you what you want. And he did. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. It was a worthy sequel to the devil's rejects. Like that was the only concern really was like, will this movie step on that? Because obviously it had such a definitive (laughs) ending. And I think this is such a great epilogue to that story. And yeah, Yeah. I agree with you. It does feel like this greatest hits for the Rob zombie Mm -hmm. fans. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was just all the cast, you know, of, of, you know, throughout his career. Yeah. It honestly does feel like a best of real. It feels like something that you don't get for directors often, you know, and Mm. we don't want it to be the end, but it really does feel like a best of that, that Mm. you don't get the opportunity to make very often. Yeah. Um, And it's incredible. You know, either way, it's incredible that this movie exists. And I'm so happy. For sure. Um, But yeah, moving on to best villain. Um, Mm -hmm. 
which is an interesting one. And uh, yeah, we do have a, a few quick honorable mentions for this one. Again, yeah. movies that we have discussed a lot at this point. In fact, um, shout out to Chucky, of course, our boy Chucky. Yeah. Um, big fan. And for to, to see this uh, completely New different vision. version of him, yeah. yeah, for the first time ever, which is great. Um, he's obviously been this one character for so long that we've loved. And to see this different take on it. And yeah, like, I don't think it would have remotely been in contention were it not for Mark Hamill, who mm-hmm. came in and just absolutely smashed it. And obviously is such a prolific voiceover artist anyway it it comes to no surprise but he was incredible and like for that reason alone is why i'd want to see more because i want to see him really get his teeth into the role Um, because i feel like he literally scratched the surface and he was amazing um but yeah and then uh, of course red in us um Mm -hmm. again just uh, such an amazing villain those kind of two moments and those monologues i think are going to stay with me for a very long time um and yeah it was really really special um and yeah, I guess, I guess kind of Free From Hell is an interesting one for the honorable mentions because yeah. they are technically villains, but they're basically the protagonists at this point. <laughs> yeah, all, all three of them uh, make make the the list of best villain if we're going to put them, you know, in the yeah. villain category. But at this point, like you say, they've they've gone full one eight one eighty. They're yeah. they're full face right now. Exactly. Like, um, you're just rooting for them, so I just it doesn't feel right putting them in a villain category. Mm, no definitely not it's like we love them so much um yeah and yeah going into the list i mean uh the first runner-up and I, i'm really happy this is on here is from lords of chaos um and it is varg who is different to a lot of the, the villains you will traditionally see on this list of course mm-hmm. even what we've just discussed like chucky red and the free from hell people if you want to include them like they're traditionally people that you like and you want to root for you know even though they are the the villain role as it were whereas yeah. i think i i love varg because he is the driving factor to the movie and he is such a like damaged individual and yeah. there are there are these small moments where you see you feel sympathy for him but he ultimately just goes way too far and he crosses the line in so many different ways to the point where you really hate his guts and i love that yeah like, i don't I think i've hated a character on screen more yeah. than varg this year no like that portrayal was so clever and you can kind of see the reasoning behind it all and yeah i just i thought it was really really special because like you say you don't traditionally see someone on this list who are like we hate (laughs) um and i think he works well for that reason so yeah i'm really glad he's on the list definitely and our other runner-up is the one and only pennywise the clan slash it yeah um obviously uh it's clear that we're pretty pretty big fans of this franchise at this point <laughs> but you know seeing seeing pennywise in this movie we got more um we got we got some we got some really good kind of kills in this movie we got to see some really fun pennywise stuff we actually got to see a bit of bill um not enough bill um kind of outside of the makeup and doing some creepy mm. stuff and just you know the fact that my one my biggest you know my all pretty much my biggest gripe leaving it was just give me more pennywise because pennywise is incredible and like we spoke about it in our top 10 list but like if they if they want to make a spin off of it i'm fully on board because this you know visualization and kind of um you know ultimately the creation that bill uh you know scars god brought on um you know in in the performance as well of pennywise like i want to see more of Mm. like six hours wasn't enough yeah for sure it was incredible (laughs) and um yeah he's so iconic now he's probably the most 
iconic like new in quotation marks villains since we've started the show because obviously we have seen iterations of it before but yeah the amount of like merch and on t-shirts and it's yeah. just it's so iconic he's this the horror guy right now you yeah know, he is the the freddy of you know this this you know uh, of now this era yeah for yeah. sure um but yeah he he didn't win the award in fact he did not um because yeah the winner as we've discussed before from dr sleep which we thoroughly enjoyed is rose the hat um who yeah yeah was just incredible villain i mean from the first scene they set up what this this character is all about and it is this very charismatic uh, at times character but then oh, just so brutal in and so like unforgiving there's no mm-hmm. there's no waver in this character at all even though there are some no, members of the true not who are like oh maybe we'll do this maybe we'll do that she's so headstrong in her ideas and ultimately yeah. it's always going to lead into the torture and death of children yeah um, and she just don't give a fuck you know <laughs> she's just constantly going to do that because that's what they need to survive they are yeah. these like steam well, vampires but also what what she needs to survive because ultimately yeah. it's all about her yeah you know, the true not are there to serve her and if anyone comes along to challenge that she will take them down yeah um yeah and you know it just i mean hats off to rebecca ferguson you know yeah. she's got herself on our uh individual categories twice now because yeah. it really was the 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 performance and the character that that mm. com- you know came together to to be our best villain but you know, Rose the Hat was one of my favorite villains in, you know, across kind of all media when I read it in the book. And then her realization of it was just, it was exquisite. Yeah, for sure. I had to win. With these individual categories, you, you get a real sense of the movies that stood out so much this year because mm-hmm. obviously Doctor Sleep, very high on a list, but as we discussed, the reasons why it was maybe slightly lower. But then mm-hmm. you, you look at these individual awards and you just can't take away from like the acting, you know, the, the deaths that are memorable and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was so there strong. or thereabouts in every one of these categories yes. that it could be in. 100%. Um, and yeah, rounding it out finally, something slightly different um, best TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we do we do include tv in all of these as well as i think only nosferatu is the only one actually featured um yeah as kind of an honorable mention and of course zachary on the male uh performance but Definitely. yeah best tv show obviously yeah um so yeah um, yes i mean uh one that we were kind of pre- pretty excited for um you know shudder announced this a while back and then kind of um you know, dropped us nice weekly episodes the, of the Creep Show, um, mm. or and uh, you know, as Creep Show came out, we we were we kept talking about it every week on the show, where we were like, every week they're delivering. We've got these really short, just fun little horror stories, and sometimes they're just super fun. Sometimes they're they're impactful, you know, and you know they, they do all these different things, but they were delivering week in week out with these just fun little segments and um it really was one of the most enjoy enjoyable ongoing things that we had for the podcast all year mm. where it was just we were getting these every week and they they were just so different and I never knew what to expect and you didn't know where the tone was gonna be was it gonna be complete slapstick was it gonna be serious is it gonna be you know a creature feature thing what is it going to be and it was just so fun um it was a great time and and yeah thoroughly deserves to be on our list yeah it was a great first outing for the show um it proved that shutter can make this great original Mm -hmm. tv show as well work and 
yeah. I'm really happy that they announced season two because I think that yeah, there's there's a lot. They they it was really good groundwork for a season one, and I have Definitely. high hopes going forward. Um, just quickly as well, there was one honorable mention for this list, um, mm-hmm. which was Mindhunter. Um, obviously you have not seen it, no. um, and I really really like it, and I do think you would massively dig it when you do eventually watch it. Um, obviously season two came out this year after I think a two year wait from season one. Mm. Um, I watched them both this year, sort of back to back really, and I did actually prefer season two where it just came out um the world building they've done kind of season one was establishing like their jobs and those characters which was great but season two i felt like they got to let loose a bit more they got to introduce more famous serial killers but also add their own lore and their own their own like new cases and stuff which i think is equally as interesting um and yeah like netflix tv shows i think in general have been a lot higher quality than the movies um and yeah, yeah mindhunter is very very good um but the actual official uh, runner-up on the list is nosferatu um mm-hmm. You might have thought it was going to win after its uh, mentions in the uh, other categories, but um, yeah. it is just a runner-up. And yeah, as being obviously a huge fan of the book and already being in love with these characters, but to see them on screen, obviously the casting was great. But the what I loved was, was it was a TV show version of it. It's not mm-hmm. a direct adaptation. They make a lot of bold choices. Especially, different. Yeah, especially in the finale, which then obviously sets them up into the future seasons. And mm. I can't wait for more. Like I was so happy when they announced season two. And I'm praying that we get to see their version of the story whether it takes three four seasons whatever like i hope they have the long-term plan because they've they have gone in a different direction and i'm i'm equally fascinated now it's almost like i love these characters and i know how the book ended but now i equally am interested to see how they end their version of events in the show um yeah it was absolutely awesome and and yep. not and it criminally underlooked as well because I don't even know you can even still get it in this country. Um, I don't even think you I can know. get the Blu-ray either. I think it's like <clears throat> one only, which yeah. is so annoying. No, it's so unfair. Um, but yeah, it didn't quite win. Obviously, um, again, an on-demand release. Um, you know, we love critters, so critters <laughs> TV show. <laughs> you had to get you one troll in there, didn't you? So- uh no the one and only netflix knocked it out of the park stranger things Mm. um this this tv show man like it's something special it's been special since the first minute of the first season and it just continues to grow um and i uh, you know i think we watched season two and i don't think season two was quite as strong as season one um but now season three came back and it was it was definitely stronger um and um um then season two and really just expands upon the law gives us these characters that we love kind of um you know there there are so many kind of standout parts of it really obviously hopper throughout this entire season is just incredible those scenes he has with mike when he's kind of in the car with him and stuff like honestly some of my favorite scenes all year just so funny and mm-hmm. just um you just knew where the character's mind was at and you, you know, you couldn't blame him for it, but you could also see that he was being irrational. It was just awesome. Um, and honestly with stranger things, like I don't even need any shit to go down. I just want like the characters to just live their lives and I just want to see it. Um, almost when things start happening, I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess you got to, I guess you got to give what everyone else wants, but I just want this world with these characters in cause I love them all so much yeah it's crazy that they've created such iconic characters so quickly like everyone's gonna remember all these people so much uh already um yeah what's interesting with this category is that uh stranger things has won before um yeah. so it is the second one and two-time winner 
yeah and all four of our years has gone to a netflix show <laughs> wow so they are still smashing it with the tv obviously yeah. black mirror first stranger things haunted the hill house last year and stranger things again this year yeah. um how about that obviously black mirror won in 2016 Throwing a, Throwing um, a cheeky little spot there. I like was a it. was a runner-up last year and then doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't feature on the list this year which obviously yeah. it did come out this year as well um yeah. But yeah, Netflix smashing it on the TV front at least with the genre stuff. Just, it is indeed. Just sort your movies out. Like you've you've yeah. done it before. Well, hopefully, like maybe they'll get, get my planning back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all of our individual awards. <sighs> there was a lot of them. Fun times. <laughs> and yeah, we will take a short break before our final segment, which is listener picks. This is a Richard break. Grab your fucking popcorn. You're listening to Super Horror Bros. So yeah, just to sort of quickly round out this massive mammoth show that hopefully you guys have enjoyed to cap off the year. Um, it's been a it's fun been, time, man. Yeah, it's just been fun, isn't it? Going down memory lane. I'm just in such a good place right now. I'm just thinking <laughs> of all the good stuff we saw. Like, I've got about ten movies that I want to rewatch. I know. I'm just like, I'm just thinking, and, like, am I going to watch yeah. Midsummer or Us later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have some listener picks. Of course, we've been reaching out over the last few weeks, and thanks for sending mm-hmm. them in. Um, so there, let's go through them quickly. Uh, the let's first one is from Cat. Um, thank you very much for your support, Kat. Uh, she mm-hmm. says, um, been pondering hard about the best movies this year. I'm actually tied for Midsummer and Us, <laughs> which Kat. is our top two. Um, I've been catching up with a lot of older but still recent <clears throat> ones on streaming, so I may just be out of touch. Um, I mean, You're this not, just, apparently. Yeah, this this just shows why your recommendations are so good for us, because clearly yeah. we're like-minded individuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and clearly why you're a long-term listener of the show as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, she also added, but, but my favorite horror book of the year is easy. Uh, Lake House uh, Infernal by C. Morgan. It is amazing and gross and funny. And I want to read nice. it again for the first time. Um, nice. So, yeah, check that one out if you're into your books as well. Oh, Kat, um, I'm going to have to pick up a book now. <laughs> <laughs> you're already checking if there's like an audio book version. Yeah, I really um, will. <laughs> But uh, yeah, next up is from Joe, um, who sent us a top 10, in fact. Um, so yeah, let's run through it quickly and see how many we have on ours. Um, in at number 10, Ready or Not. Um, number nine is Crawl. Of course, we saw that at Fright Fest. Um, number eight is Rabid. Um, yeah. Number seven, Happy Death Day to You. Um, we didn't mention that, of course, because nice. that was on yeah. our, on our uh, list of the original a couple of years back. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, number six, Midsummer. Uh, so the first one that was actually on our top 10. Uh, mm-hmm. Number five, Us. Yeah. Uh, number four, Hell House LLC Free. Nice. Um, we did have that in the running for best sequel at one point. Um, we did. Because we did very much just like that franchise as a whole. Oh, it's a great um, franchise. He also has the same film at number three, which is Free from Hell. <laughs> um, coming in at nice. number two is Lords of Chaos, which I love to see. Nice. Um, and in number one, he loves Joker. Joker. Which is Can't fair blame enough. Can't blame him, man. Like, movie. It, to be, I literally listened to that list. I'm like, my God, that's one hell of a solid list. And it yeah. just shows like how strong this year is. Yeah. Like you just hear those movies and you're like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Man, um, 2019. But yeah, coming in next is from Kyle <clears throat> who uh, quite simply says, uh, my top two are us and it chapter two. Um, so yeah, two of the, two of the biggest stuff, movies man. of the year. He was a big stuff. fan of, but yeah, we, we are two great movies. Um, yeah, the big screen delivering for Kyle. For sure. Um, next up is Sean, of course, long-term, uh, contributor to the show. Um, he sent us a top 15 being very cheeky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you see over a hundred horror movies, uh, yeah. I, I'll give you a pass. Absolute psycho. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just to quickly do the top five, cause he is cheating. Uh, he had Parasite at number 15, <laughs> which, um, 
I will actually talk about this one. Yeah, because he does have a few movies which we haven't covered so far. Yeah. And yeah, Parasite is one that I don't think is available in this country, which is annoying. Um, yeah. It's on my radar and I really want to see yeah. that one. Um, number 14, Curse of La Llorona. I'll move on from that one quickly. Um, yeah. Number 13 is Haunt. Um, number yeah. 12, Child's Play. Uh, number 11, Brightburn. That one wasn't on our list. Oh, yeah. um, number 10 is Freaks. Um, nice. Number Just 9. Made it. Yeah, just in the top 10. Number nine, The Hole in the Ground. Um, again, one we haven't covered this year. Um, yeah, this one we was, missed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on our radar at the start of the year. It's always mm-hmm. frustrating when you get to this point when you read these end-of-year lists because yeah. there's so much out there, and it's like we can only cover, obviously, as much as we can. And um, it is it, it came on Netflix very recently in the last couple of weeks in the UK, but obviously it was available on demand like March or something. Um, and it was like mm-hmm. it was getting a little bit of a buzz, but not too much. But So it's interesting to see it on your list, Sean. Um, and, uh, yeah, coming in at number eight is Glass, which I love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, Joker. That's featuring a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, number six, one that is I'm still very salty about, um, is the lighthouse. Oh, which why can't we see it? <laughs> yeah, by far the biggest omission for us in 2019. Of yeah. course, that we just cannot see this movie. Um, so fingers crossed when we return in 2020, the second we can get our hands on this, and no exaggerating, this is one of my most anticipated movies for 2020. Um, because mm-hmm. I genuinely can't wait to see it. Um, coming in at number five, it chapter two. So it's very similar to where we had it. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four is Crawl. He loved a bit of Crawl uh, with the old creature feature. Um, number three is Doctor Sleep, um, which surprises me, actually, with your with ordering at the top of the list. I thought it would be a slightly different. Um, number two is Midsummer, which I thought would be your number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming in number one is The Nightingale, which, of course, we know he's a big, big fan of. Yeah. Um, I didn't think you liked it more than Midsummer, in fact. But, yeah, he, he loves he loves the bit of The Nightingale. Um, so it's interesting to see your list because yeah there's a lot of similarities and some differences as well so again like you say it just shows the variance this year which is awesome um mm-hmm. so yeah uh next up we have one from paddy very quickly who just says bliss um which is a, a very trippy uh, la vampire movie um that it, he is, really enjoyed. it is that it very much is <laughs> yes it was one hell of a ride it was indeed um <clears throat> and i have been seeing a few people actually like uh you know people are starting to post them on twitter and that sort of thing and i always like to see that yeah and uh, yeah bliss is featuring on a few people's obviously it's Definitely. i think a lot of people might have seen it recently as well so it's kind of like yeah. fresh in their mind but um yeah very impactful movie and then uh, next up is um sean who <laughs> described himself as the other sean um <laughs> but uh i think i'm gonna call him sean from twitter um because yeah, yeah he's uh, a, another long-term listener so thank you very much for your support Definitely. Sean. Um, thank you it's a, a lovely email kind of describing a lot of the different reasons for his movies on the list um, yeah it was awesome so yeah we won't go into all of these now but like yeah it was a really fascinating read sean um but yeah his top 10 list is uh he did say as well there's a couple of movies he missed like he's not seen doctor sleep or child's play so they might have obviously made his list had he seen them um mm. but yeah number 10 pet cemetery uh first time we've seen that on any of the lists yeah um Number nine, The Perfection, which is nice to see. Yes, I really like that. Um, Number eight is Villains, um, Mm. which uh, he says uh, he caught this at the South Florida Horror Film Festival. Uh, This one really stood out to me as an entertaining ride. Whilst more comedic than horror focused, I'd still highly recommend it as it shows the versatility of Bill Skarsgård as an actor. Uh, um, I'm happy to recommend it to you guys. Um, Yeah, this was one that was on my radar and again, just isn't really available, I don't think, in this country anyway. Um, yeah, like kind of Lighthouse being the main one, and then Villains was on the list as well as Parasite. They're kind of like the free, really, from 2019 that I'm disappointed we're not actually mm, got to cover definitely. yet for the show. 
Um, but, but we'll we will. We will, hopefully. Yes. Um, yeah, coming in at number seven is It Chapter 2. Um, mm. I also like that he says, uh, both both adaptations of Pennywise's character have been among the greatest horror antagonists alongside Freddy, and then he put also on board with Richard Brake 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yes, believe guys believe <laughs> um so love to see that and then uh, coming in at number six this is where you can tell that he's obviously us based because he does have the lighthouse as well mm-hmm. um he says i'm aware you guys have yet to see this one so no spoilers but willem dafoe and robert pattinson give what are probably the two best performances of the year um Ooh. also the banter is at an elite level don't miss it um do love listen, some banter i was gonna say that sounds incredible just i cannot wait i'm all about the band (laughs) um coming at number five is lords of chaos which is awesome so So happy that this is like getting so much love from the listeners yeah that that and glass were the two at the start of the year that i'm like i feel like people are going to forget about but i'm I'm glad seeing them feature um coming at number four is parasite again um Mm -hmm. so yeah really want to see that one uh number three is climax um which was that was that was at last year's Friday Fest, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was and then closing well, film, I, I believe. It, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and obviously came out this year. Got its uh, arrow probably. release. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people really digging that. Um, and, and then uh, his top two, uh, unsurprisingly, number two is Us, um, yeah. and number one is Midsummer. Um, and Hell yeah. yeah, he uh, obviously just really dug both those movies like we did. So yeah, awesome, awesome list there, Sean. Again, a lot of uh, similar movies, but then some different ones. And you can definitely see, like, yeah. it's crazy that he's actually got all three of the I was movies say, that we can't quite, see. <laughs> it's quite amusing, really, that they're on there. It's like, oh, we just want to see them. Yeah, I know. He's really rubbing it in there, so thanks for <laughs> um, And, uh, yeah, uh, rounding out these listener picks is from Cody, uh, who says, uh, here are his top horror films, um, Child's Play, um, Midsummer." Uh, it chapter two and dr sleep uh which of course we had all four of these and then he has four uh, movies that weren't on our list um Mm -hmm. which is in the tall grass um so he's a big fan of the stephen king adaptations um ma which i was a big fan of at the start of the year actually it was in my top 10 for a long time and then just by the end of it it just fell out unfortunately but i was a big fan of it um uh, mary which we've not seen either um that was a fright fest wasn't it this year Uh, yeah i believe gary oldman ghost ship oh yeah Um, yeah it was yeah and then uh, his final movie is another Fright Fest movie, which is the Banana Splits movie. <laughs> and then he puts, uh, yes, that one. I loved it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I'm surprised you've not seen that either. That really looks up your street, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I got Puppet Master fatigue, as you might <laughs> might know. I, I got it in the year-end show, guys. I did it. God damn um, it. But, yeah, I, I, I got to see this movie at some point. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> I need to I need to hear your thoughts on it. I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm going to be honest now, like hearing it in a top list, <laughs> he's done it. He's done it. He's baited me enough that I'm, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> You're going to be messaging me later in the week being like, we need to re-record the top 10. This banana yeah. splits movie, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for those listener picks. That was awesome. Like, it's great to see like the variants. Obviously, there's a couple mm-hmm. that only feature on a couple of people's lists. And then there's the kind of the very consistent ones, Us, Midsummer, It Chapter yeah. 2. Um, and then obviously yeah, those US only ones just to really tease us. So thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Tease um, for next year's list, maybe. I was going to say, yeah, uh, you'll have to feature them yeah. on your upcoming list. Um, oh, you know, I'm working on it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I got time. I got time. Yeah, I was going to say we got time. So obviously, yeah, yeah, this will be our final show of 2019. Um Yeah. By the time this gets posted, there'll be at least a couple of uh, weeks break. Um <clears throat> so we'll return yeah. in mid-January and um kind of yeah, obviously in that first show of 2019 we'll be doing our upcoming most anticipated list for 2020. Well, let's not, let's not 
put pressure on me, man. I mean, I'll, I'll do it at some point. Let's not go mad. Like. Nah, you got to have it ready, mate. <laughs> this is the only reason why we're taking this long break, so you can prepare oh, the list. Okay, um, I guess I've got a few weeks. But I guess as well, just before we before we close this off, like mm. 20, 2019 has been an incredible year for horror, but also yeah. for this podcast. Like, we've had by far our kind of biggest numbers, our biggest support, and kind of... Um, in having these top lists come in kind of from listeners that we go back kind of to the early years of the podcast to listeners that have come through this year to people that haven't reached out to us before that have reached out for the first time which was incredible to see mm. um it's just awesome and so i just uh, you know thanks for the support and uh, long may it continue yeah it's, it's incredible like we we genuinely mean it and it makes this so worthwhile for us and um yeah of course in this little break if you do want to continue to support us obviously tell your friends if you have any like-minded individuals who are horror fans um mm-hmm. and of course always if you leave us a review on your uh podcast platform of choice that you listen to um and even if you don't go over to itunes because that really helps us um for our mm-hmm. exposure um and yeah it's been an incredible year like i agree i echo uh, echo your sentiments like by far the best year for the podcast um it continues to grow year on year like every time when we get to this point i'm like it's never going to get this good again and then Mm -hmm. it always tops it like massively somehow um which is just so enjoyable and so yeah thank you so much for an amazing year obviously this 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 uh is the end of the year for us now and yeah we will return in a few weeks like you say obviously there's the grudge which i guess is the big movie in january but then yeah we cannot wait to start diving into these movies that we've missed as well Um, come on give us lighthouse yeah i I would love for that to be the first one when we come back (laughs) so fingers crossed for that one you'll see obviously keep keep looking on the social medias but obviously don't check your feeds for a couple of weeks because yeah we won't be back until like mid january ish just want to let you guys know that um but yeah that's it isn't it for the year what year it's been um we did it yeah i know i can't believe it congratulations to us another year in the bag should we do it again next year let's go one more yeah let's try it let's try 2020 it could be a decent one uh but yeah, yeah that was episode 177 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could How could I start now? Honey, I'm down It's not